With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Report to the chat. 
Lieutenant Patterhan. You want to be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. The lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts. Your witness and compose all, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far, it's been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do it, they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, any so Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, peace to you and yours, peace to you and yours. This is Nova Ledge Radio, and you are rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Bluebill. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Rad. All right? Give me one second, family. Um, my technology is acting kind of delayed. So I got to refresh my page in order to uh, open up the, the chat in the studio so I can bring the brother in. Again, my apologies in advance. Family. Welcome to another episode. Welcome back. So glad to be here. So glad to have you joining us for this wonderful, fabulous Friday night. Okay. Let's see what we got. Computer still acting up. Peace, 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 peace. Peace to the family. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. You are now rocking with the best. This is your co-host, the brother of Red Pill. Can you hear me? Yeah, your, your phone sounds like it's getting kind of wavy. I don't know if it's your phone or if it's my reception. I mean, it might be me because I am wavy, but, you know. There you go. I was listening to your phone earlier. It was going in and out. I thought the big one was going down or something. You all right over there? Yeah, I'm cool. I'm just actually um, communicating with you via my Gmail. So I'm calling off of my computer, and I'm seeing that my computer is not the greatest. So what I'm oh, going nah, to man. do... Don't do that one. Don't be fancy. Yeah. Trying to talk off your Gmail? No. Yeah, I'm going to call through my jack. So put it down for a second. I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to call back. And All then right, I'm going to have to right. switch my... Um, I'm going to switch my 
what you call it, Wi-Fi signal. Get something more consistent, congruent. You dirt, you dirt. Okay. So uh, what you want me to do in the meanwhile? You could just chat it up. Want play a song or something? Nah, I'm just calling. Okay. All right. Yeah, so handle that. Anyway, kind of like SpongeBob trying to conduct a show from underwater. But anyway, peace to the family. Welcome back. Like the brother said, welcome to another episode. Know the Ledge Radio. You already know what it is. Um, everybody that joined us on Tuesday's show, welcome back. For the family who may have not been familiar with the fact that there was a Tuesday show, Check us out in the archives. We had that on deck. We had a the yeah. We had a powerful show. Yeah, yeah. You know, we was just in the building kicking it. You know, me in blue. You know, what I'm saying we do that also. We 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 get it in like that. And uh, it was a very interesting uh, conversation. We opened up the lines for the. Coach Kyrie was in the building. Cosmo physician, Cosmo physics came in, and at the end of the uh, at the end of the build, and combined and obliterated it. The caller who called him before him, you know what I mean. Shout out to the young guard, the young scholar. He uh, brought a wealth of information that I would I had to go back. I, I was on my rewind, like I, I rewinded that about two times and had to jot down some of that information. And go follow up on it, but uh, he definitely came in there and dropped bombs. You know, we gave you, we gave him his obligatory bomb. We can, we we wasn't able to do it at the moment. He was dropping so many, but um, you know, shout out to that brother, and just shout out to the family, man. You know what I'm saying? Just shout out to everybody. You know, people was reaching out to me this whole week on Facebook and other social networks. You know, your boys on Instagram. Shout out to my Instagram family. Uh, you could follow me. I don't like saying the word follow, but you could, you know. You heard about you. You could, you could link up with me on Instagram under Philfmore. You know, don't get scared at the name. That's only Philip Thomas Morland. You know. It's not one of those pages. But, yeah, we, we you know. Trying to get real heavy on Instagram. It, it seems to be a, a, I don't know. I'm finding a lot of new conscious people in that in that universe. But at first it was kind of quiet, you know. I was putting in hashtags, hashtag mores, hashtag metaphysics. Nothing was popping up. But uh, things are beginning to pop up now. They have uh, a lot of things going on. Real big hit on uh, Instagram was the hidden colors. I put the hashtag hidden colors in there. And was very uh, pleasantly pleased and surprised with how many people were taking pictures of the Hidden Colors DVD and uh, put, putting it up on Instagram. It's a little movement going on. Hello? I'm right here, bro. I don't know. Yeah, welcome to where the, uh, where the... Hello? Yeah. Yeah, welcome to where the youth do business at. That's Instagram for you. 
Oh, nah. If, if I'm learning the power of it. You know, I'm definitely learning the power of it. And uh, it's it's a powerful tool. I could see why they purchased it for a billion. You know what I mean? It has its perks. Definitely has its perks. But what's good with you, though, man? You out there, you know what I'm saying? You, you, over, you over there on the West Coast. What's going on? Yeah, I had to run back in. Like I said, the time differential is is this is weird, family. You know what I'm saying? Because I'll be out in the mix, putting things together, and then I got to get back to a signal to start the show. And then I have a certain time that I eat dinner. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't even get a chance to eat. I have to do this, and <clears throat> my my computer's acting crazy. I'm not getting the signal that I need. So. You know, is the chat opening at least? Yeah, yeah. I, open, I went ahead and opened up the chat. Shout out to the family in the chat room. Yeah. So, I, um, I was trying to get everything together with the uh, with the computer signal, fam. And the show started a few minutes late, but nonetheless, we are in the building. All right. Shout out to everyone who has joined us for this monumental event. Now, I've said these words before. And I hope that the family just doesn't think that I pull these terms out of my pocket just to be cliche or just for the sake of sounding like it's an event. You feel me? Yeah. But this particular show with this particular guest, this guest is on my was on my was on my bucket list. You feel me? Yeah. The reason why I initially even got into journalism to begin with from the door um, in the late 90s, early 2000, I used to read um, Source Magazine uh, when it came out every first Friday of the month. I used to get every every uh, you know every magazine every 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 time they released it. Every issue, and yeah. yeah, every issue. There you, there you go. go. Thank you. <laughs> and I was always looking for some sort of content that would stimulate my mental and really had me thinking beyond what was accessible, you know, right outside of my window. And um, I say that to say that, you know, even when you went outside, you was getting a plethora of information by way of God bodies, you know, people in the Ansar community doing the knowledge, you know, people singing bang pies. Yeah. Who only black power, our elders, you know what I'm saying? It was in the community. Black radio, you know what I'm saying? It was there was uh Emotep Gary Bird, people like tonight's other co host, Bob Law. You know, he initially was on on, on, on a bucket list of mine. So when I got into journalism I got into it because the source never seemed to ask knives the questions that I had wanted to, to know. You know what I'm saying? The questions that were under the hood, like, what's what's your thoughts on spirituality and how do you formulate your thought patterns dealing with spirituality? Who's the biggest influence in your life when it comes to that? And I got a chance to ask him all of those questions in 2003 when I interviewed him for my newspaper, Four Corners. Okay. So I'm saying all that to say that when I came into radio and when I came into to to the TV thing, I had a, a, a wish list or a bucket list saying, yo, I got to interview these people. 
only person on that list that I didn't get a chance to interview one on one live was uh was Jay Z. I did something with him on a red carpet before, but we never got a chance to sit down and do one of those, you know, mastermind, mind boggling interviews, you know what I'm saying, that I be you know, one on, one up on a frequency type of situations. Yeah, yeah. So when I came into radio in this particular um incarnation of what it is that we do by way of media, I was like, you know, there's this, you know, there's a few people that I, I want to interview, you know what I'm saying, that were on my all-time bucket list. And this brother, Dr. Claude Anderson, was definitely, definitely high on the list of yeah. someone who I was like, you know, by any and all means, have to be able to build with this with this this brother. You know what I'm saying? The way that he put it together and the information that he brought us, you know, I was like, there, there, there has to be some way that we build a bridge to bring that information to our generation in the here and now and find out how we can make that connection. And I even remember... On the, um, I believe the date was a. Uh, it was the December show. I don't remember the date, but it was the um, first time. Well, I can't even accurately say that. That's not accurate. It's not the first time that I was in L.A., but I had came to L.A. Um, and we had a show that night. The brother Polite was on the show doing a post debate analysis. Very famous yeah. show. Airport. People still call me about that one. You know, yeah. And I was on. Venice Beach this this week, and brother stepped to me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the family on Venice Beach. Oh, he knows about you. And he's like, yo, you know, he he had a he had a few questions. You know what I'm saying? He uh he know the pills from House of Consciousness. Shout out to House of Consciousness and their YouTube channel, doing big things. You know what I'm saying? Definitely building bridges, uh, coast to coast and across the world. But the brother wanted some some more information as it pertained to uh, the debate. You know what I'm saying? People still want to know about the debate and what we think about it and how yeah. this came about and how that came about. Yeah. But I'm always, you know, I'm always mindful of, of you know, keeping it tall at the same time, but you know, I'm like, we had an episode, you know what I'm saying, dealing with that information. Check the archive. I just don't like talking about people that they ain't around. You know what I'm saying? So, but my thoughts are my thoughts. And, and you know, we were present for those particular debates and after effects of it. So we were able to speak on those things. But I'm saying I like to say that, um, you know, this I had mentioned on that particular program, to the brother polite, and I'm like, because I just seen Hidden Colors too, and I was like, yo, you need to do something with Claude Anderson. That would be legendary, you know what I'm saying? Because you would able, you would be able to to bridge that particular gap and bring yeah. that information up to date, you know what I'm saying? And, and the elders will be able to see in real time that the message has been heed 
to an extent something's being done, you know, oftentimes you would think that they think nothing at all is being done or has been done. And, you know, you, you, you walk away after speaking to some of them, you know what I'm saying, like a little bit like, I don't want to say down, but you're like, damn, like I I, I don't think that the elders know that we exist. Yeah. They ain't get the memo. You know? Yeah, and some people would even say, I don't think the elders care that we exist. That's another story. You know, so with all that being said, I didn't never want to jump to any conclusion. I just wanted to say, look, let's create a situation where, you know, the youth and the elders whose shoulders that we stand on can have an opportunity to look eye to eye and the youth can update the elders as to where the game's at. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the the situations that, you know, we're dealing with, the game done went digital, and I would dare say that they aren't up on that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, you know, from my experience, you know what I'm saying, they're not really that sharp when it comes to the digital realm of things. But um, as I was looking at some reference material on the brother Claude Anderson, he spoke about that years ago. And he speaks about the uh, the advent of technology and how it has displaced carbonated man in the workforce. You know, mm-hmm. and when you come to big cities such as this, you really, really can see the effects of that. And even via my conversation about my trip on Tuesday, when I came back Tuesday from New Mexico, New Mexico. and I was speaking about how the quote-unquote, you know, the white power structure keeps the culture intact on the surface in terms of the architecture, you know, beautifying the place, and you would come to believe or think that, you know, the people that are indigenous to that land are still in some form of power because there's all these edifices that pay homage to their culture, but that shit is just window dressing. But when you see a plethora of, you know, our our Mexican brothers, have come over the border to set up shop, you know, and you 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 find a very thin line between the quote unquote the Mexican or the Mexican, you know, a descendant and the indigenous or Mexican descendant here in America that they reference or erroneously call uh, the quote unquote Indian. Yeah, so it's a real interesting dynamic. But hearing him talk about how the opening of the gates, the floodgates, you know what I'm saying, were going to put blacks, quote-unquote blacks, in a uh, a fourth-tier sort of situation. And when I said, I was speaking on Tuesday, when I said that, you know, in these small towns now, they don't even recognize you. Like, you could be in a building, and they just don't even acknowledge that you're in the building. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like an invisibility factor. Whereas before, you used to be all eyes on you. Now they just pay you no mind. Like you don't exist. You know what I'm saying? And if you could take that concept and just stretch it that much further 
to a political landscape, and you can understand what he was forewarning us about so many years ago, and that's where we're at. Mm. You know, you exist when they want to market to your ass. Trust that. Hmm. In terms of, you know, looking eye to eye in regards to some power, nah. Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Okay, we are at the 927 mark, so we're going to have to... uh, Gonna have to play this one smart because I gotta call a brother on my end. Okay. In your three-way. But All you right. Have to look, you have to bring brother Bob Law in via the the, the call queue studio, and mine is still not operational. So you'll right. be looking for a five one six number. Okay. Uh, Let me know if you see that. Yeah, I do see it. Okay. All right. So let's bring the brother Bob Law in. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till he, you know, successfully gets in, and then I'm going to click over and call Dr. Floyd Anderson on my three-way. Indeed. All right. So without any further ado, I want to int- welcome our caller from the 516. Caller from the 516. Three three four. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. Well, thank you. Peace. This is thank you. This is Bob Law. Glad to be with you. Greetings, Greetings. peace. Good yes, evening. Indeed. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Well, welcome back to Know the Ledge Radio, brother Bob Law. It's been a minute since we had you on. Mm-hmm. How's everything been going ever since the last show? Well, uh, fine, actually, fine in that. We are still on the case. You know, there's a uh, book by Sweet Honey in the Rock that says the title is uh, Those of Us Who Love Freedom Are Still on the Journey. So in that sense, everything is fine. We are still in love with freedom, and we are still on the journey. Indeed. Indeed. Okay. So, brothers, I want to click over on my line at this time, and I'm going to be calling Dr. Claude Anderson. I'll be back shortly. Okay. Okay, brother. Indeed. All right. Yes, indeed. So, brother uh, Bob Law, do you want to briefly let the family know about the event that is uh, coming up? All right. About brother Claude Anderson? Sure. There's a uh, forum in New York on April 6th at the uh, National Black Theater, which is on 125th Street and 5th Avenue, I believe. And... It is part of a national tour that we are developing with Dr. Anderson and myself. Uh, and from time to time, depending on what city, it includes other people. That um, it, it's, it's looking at this uh, movement to turn black spending into real power. It is looking at understanding the principles of poweronomics, group economics, group behavior, appropriate and inappropriate behavior, group economics. Group economics is being practiced by groups, ethnic groups all over the world. It is a global, uh, it is it is a global, uh, or it is a, a a philosophy that is understood globally and has been used historically. There's a yes, uh, 
Joel Kotkin's book, Tribes, lays out how race, religion, and identity determine success. And, and, uh, and one of the, the key components that they all seem, that everybody seems to understand, is group economics. And so Claude Anderson has spent the sufficient time, spent the, spent the time in researching and developing and, and explaining what group economics is, how it applies to black people, and so we've begun to launch this campaign, which is called the Brilliant. Billion Dollar Black Spending Power Campaign. But it's really about uh, taking control of our own spending, taking control of our own money, and using it uh, intelligently, scientifically, uh, in order to stabilize black communities, in order to use what we see. We're a people who are spending over a trillion dollars annually. Yes. But we don't look like it. As you look at us walking through the street, if you walk through the street in black communities all over the country, we don't look like a people who have a trillion dollars to spend. So the question becomes, where's the money? Where's the money going? And the forum that we're dealing with on uh, April 6th in New York is raising that question, where's the money going? How is it that we are spending over a trillion dollars a year and – don't have anything to show for it, don't have anything other than some material possessions. There are some people who own cars. There are some people who own mansions. You know, there are yeah. some people who, uh, but we don't own and control any industry. You know, we don't, we don't Brother own Brother Bob it. Law? Yes. yes. I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to check and make sure that, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson is with us. Dr. Anderson, are you there? Yes, I am. I'm here. Indeed. Good evening to both of you and to Bob Law. Greetings. Indeed. Greetings, brother. Good evening. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to be with you. And so that is the point, though, that we, it is time for us to really understand, uh, really understand what it means, what, what group economics are, and, and to really understand the kind of strategic thinking and planning that is actually necessary to allow black people to take advantage of the trillion dollars that we apparently have to spend and to do so in a way that enriches our community. Everybody who comes into this country comes through the black community and is enriched by black spending. Nike acknowledges that young black men are the driving force behind their success, not just in terms of buying sneakers, but also as being global trendsetters. So everybody uh, understands our power uh, except us somehow. So every community, from the corporate community to other ethnic communities, everybody is enriched by black spending except black people. And so we are at a point where it is really essential that our people begin to understand what's, uh, what it is that we must do in order to stabilize our community and the kind of behavior that we have to engage in and the handling of our money. I mean, we said one thing, and I'll let Dr. Anderson can begin to tell you about the significance and, and the, the power of group economics, you know, we have said one thing. It's just a step, one step, just one yeah. step. 
there's people we're asking people to take one step first to just kind of get this notion going of every black person making a commitment to spend $20 a week in a black-owned business. Let's see if we can get our people to just do that as step one. That will, that will turn that will turn millions of dollars. That will turn a million dollars easily into the black community in various black communities all over the country. It'll turn uh, at least a million dollars back into the black community on a weekly basis, even even with minimal support. We can uh, we can turn some of that money back, and so that is only step one. By, and, and it's not a whole economic strategy, but it is a, uh, a a move to get the attention and to get our get our people to begin to think and behave in a way that uh, enriches our community. But more of a economic plan and an economic understanding is what Dr. Anderson has developed in Powernomics. And so, what we're talking about uh, April sixth. In, in in New York, and what I'm talking about tomorrow in Philadelphia is understanding group economics and, and what, what we mean by, what Dr. Anderson means by uh, appropriate versus inappropriate behavior. And maybe Dr. Anderson can pick it up there. Hello? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay, Bobby. Well, first of all, let me jump in. I heard uh, both of you make two points. One was about uh, group economics, importance of group economics. Another was the importance of uh, looking and critically examining our inappropriate behavior patterns. But both of those things, Bob, they're interlinked. You can't do one without the other. But unfortunately in our society, black people in, in this society have been socially engineered into seeing everything upside down and backwards. Consequently, when I, when, in my books when I talk about inappropriate behavior, Inappropriate behavior just means just the opposite of what is appropriate behavior. Appropriate behavior should always be that kind of behavior that reflects on, addresses a, your particular dilemma, your particular history, your particular specific situation, and your problems that you have that are peculiar to you and your people. And you must be, in, and consequently, the problems must also be followed by the appropriate solutions to solve those problems. But again, black folk can't do it for a lot of different reasons. They've never never been able to exercise appropriate behavior in our society because of the social engineering that's been going on. And consequently, starting from the get-go, here black people are right now running all over the country with absolutely no self-interest, no group self-interest. Their interest is strictly altruistic. They're trying to save the world. You've got the most impoverished, powerless, disorganized people on earth going around trying to be the moral conscience of the society. That is inappropriate behavior. It is inappropriate behavior, Bob, that any time you live in a nation – in like America, which is a capitalistic society, and you can't find more than two or three black people that even understand the definition of capitalism. They keep pursuing socialism in a capitalist society. They try to swim upstream. They don't even understand the concepts of capitalism. Capitalism means owning. It came is a concept that came into into being about four or five years after Columbus discovered America in the 1500s. And what capitalism was? Capitalism replaced mercantilism in Portugal and Italy. And what capitalism was defined at that time was to be those who should try their best to own and control the land, the resources, and tools and use other people's labor to enrich themselves. Yes. W.B. Du Bois applied capitalism in 1950. It's like, say, like having four ears of corn. You eat one, you save, you sell one, and you save the seeds for next year's harvest. Now, in none of those instances did you hear me say a darn thing about, about demonstration, marches, civil rights, social integration, looking out for minority affairs. It says, what do you own and control and what are you producing? Blacks produce produce zero in a capitalist society 
and they are totally dependent on other people to provide them with their basic needs. They are zero producers and 100% consumers. That is inappropriate behavior. They can't make it and can't survive. I'll give you a thousand examples of inappropriate behavior without dominating the conversation. Are you still there? Wow. Yeah. I didn't mean to put of you to sleep. Of course we are. Not, okay, not, not at all. Not at all. We're waiting, we're waiting for the host. We don't want to take over their show. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Oh, no, go brother. Ahead, um, well, we do have these things that we drop called bombs. I just want to warm up the night real quick because I don't want to alarm anybody. But, um... I'm, we're, 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 yeah, we're just, we're, we're loving it, you know, I know we're warming up, but we're loving it already. Um, and, right, the, I one of the keys to financial, hold on one second, one of the keys to financial literacy is the definition of terms, and you so eloquently explained to the audience what capitalism means. I also want you at some point, you don't have to do it this very second, but because the show is titled Powernomics, I want you at some point to explain what, in fact, that means as well. Are you, are you speaking to me again now? Yes, right. You're right. Well, see, the the importance of that is spelled out by the mere fact you have you have such a fantastic, notable personality like Bob Law on your station tonight. And, and the mere fact he's here even emphasizing, addressing this issue means that something is wrong. It's something wrong. No other group has to do this. No other group coming to America has to do what Bob is trying to do right now. Spend all of his time and energy to do to tell you to tell black folks something they should be doing naturally, instinctively in this country. Coming together, learn how to pool your resources, and hear black folk now going around and around the country playing silly games. When I'm down in the game, was it? Well, do we want to go to separation? Do we want to go to integration? A white man asked me that down in Tallahassee, Florida, a number of years ago when I was at the Hilton Hotel Hill giving a speech. And I walked off the stage. He said, Dr. Anderson, he said, you're confusing us down here. We don't understand what you're talking about. This is back in the late 1960s. He said, you know, on one hand, we got Malcolm X. You know, he was talking about uh, we should have separation. And Martin Luther King talking about we should have integration. Y'all confusing us. Which end of the stick do you want? And I said, I don't want either end of this stick. I want black folks to be able to come to place, come together any place on that stick and pool, learn how to pool their resources and learn how to pool their resources to empower and enrich themselves. So the issue should never be segregation. It should never be integration. It should always be aggregation. That's what Bob is talking about, trying to tell black folks you should be aggregating. That means aggregating your votes, your money, your bodies, everything you can get, put it together as a pile. Because in a, in a race-based society, racism is a team sport. It's a team sport. You can't play and win in racism as an individual. You must play as a team. Everybody plays as a team but us because we don't know how to aggregate our resources, our money, and our dollars. We don't even know how to aggregate our votes. They sit there and listen to people telling them all the time, well, the smartest thing for black folks do is for some of them to be Democrats and some to be Republicans. Wrong. That's the worst thing you can do. Now you further divide and conquer. What you need to do is withdraw from both parties. That is the appropriate way. That's appropriate behavior. Since since neither party has demonstrated any interest in me in my race all for over 400 years, never de- demonstrated interest. When we were, we were enslaved, we didn't belong to any party. Nobody cared about us. From about from slavery up until about 19, up until the uh, 1860, we joined the, the Republican Party. They didn't give a care about us. We got Jim Crow segregated, and since Jim Crow segregation in the 1950s, we've been benign neglected. And since, and since the turn of 2000, now we're in hateful. In, we've now been the victims of hateful indifference. Not a party gives a darn about black folk. What black folks should do in terms of appropriate behavior 
is a withdrawal from both parties. That we don't belong. We don't want to belong to the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. We're going to do what every other group do. We're going to vote as a block, as a monolithic group, and we're going to. We're not going to run not one single candidate for office. But we got 41 million blacks in, the, in this country. We're going to vote as a block. We'll vote for that person, that candidate that would promise the most and deliver the most to black folk. And they had black folk done that when I told them to do that 27 years ago. They could have been the most powerful group in this country politically because they would then have 41 million votes that every candidate would be out soliciting, trying to get, and say, I'll give black folk anything for 41 million votes. And But, see, we don't, but we don't play that way because we don't have the appropriate behavior patterns. We don't have a code of conduct that teaches what we should be doing in terms of aggregating, congregating, bringing all our resources together, Bring our resources together as a vote, and as Bob says, learn how to build communities and start building businesses and industries that are peculiar to black folk so we can start producing jobs for our own people rather than inappropriately telling our, raising our kids to go out and get an education and go find some white company to work for to enrich them so that we continue to have a brain drain on our own children, teaching our children to go get an education so they can use their brain to enrich somebody else's community, somebody else's business, rather than coming back home to their own communities, building their own businesses and industries, and employing their own people. All that's inappropriate behavior, and Bob understands what I'm saying. And the mere fact he has to come on your show to tell black folk to do what every group does. Every Asian comes to the country. Nobody has to come on to go on a radio show and tell them that they need to come together and pool their resources. Nobody tells American Indians on the reservation they have to pool their resources. Nobody has to tell Jews to pool their resources. Nobody has to tell uh, Arabs to pool their resources. Only, have to, only people have to be told that are black folk. They have to be re-educated because they've been socially engineered to seeing everything upside down and backwards. That is inappropriate behavior. Are you there? Bobby? Yes, we are. We okay, are I, 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 I put you all to sleep yes, again. <laughs> is, Bob still, is Bob still on the line? Yes, we have to open his line back up. His line just dropped. He's back with us, though. Brother Bob uh, Law? Yes, I'm here now. Yes. Yeah, I, see, I, see, I ran him off the line. <laughs> and but I heard but, a but, great but, deal of but, it. I, I just dropped out for about a minute. Right, but see, that, that is inappropriate. For instance, we li- you live in a society. You look in a, you live in a society that in eighteen, rather than seventeen ninety, with the with the first naturalization law after the Constitution was crafted, it says we are a pluralistic society, but we that the, we live in a society, a democratic society, where the majority will win and rule, and the minority will lose and suffer. It is totally, absolutely inappropriate behavior for black folk to keep going around this country associating with different civil rights groups, bragging about the fact they are a minority. Why would you go around the society bragging about you a loser, loser, loser? That's what, that's what a minority means. You're a loser. And consequently, you find blacks who've come together and aggregated their resources, at least not, not necessarily their resources, but their bodies in large metropolitan areas and urban areas, where right now 10 cities house almost 70% of all the black folk in this area, in, in this country. 70% of all the black folk live in and around 10 large metropolitan areas. And in those areas, instead of those black folk learning how to appropriately act like they're the majority, they go in there and set, start setting up minority programs where they call themselves a minority even though they're the majority population. Totally inappropriate behavior. You know, one um, of the things that when we, t- we talk about is we begin to talk about group economics. See, as, as Dr. Anderson says, these things sound uh, very reasonable to Everybody except us. We've got to convince right. our people. And part of the reason for that is the kind of assault that uh, black people are under in this country, even on a psychological level, so that we are encouraged to celebrate individualism. We're encouraged. We, we like to point out 
how much money Jay-Z has, how much money Jay-Z has, how much money Oprah has, how much money uh, P. Diddy has. We like to point out that there are some individuals who have crafted a relationship with white corporations, and as a result of their relationship with white, white corporations, they drive billions of dollars into those white corporations and receive some millions of dollars for themselves. I'm told that the, the uh, Air Jordan brand alone generates a billion dollars a year for, for Nike. And so mm-hmm. we are very pleased with the, the uh, relationship that these black individuals have with corporate America. And we tend to look at that as a marker for progress for the race. And we have always done that. We've always been a people who have been attempting to prove to the rest of the world and really prove to, uh, to Europeans and, and to white Americans that we are of value and that we are of value to them and that we have, a, we have something that they can market and we have something that they can benefit from. And uh, 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 Dr. Anderson, there's a term, I forgot the term all of a sudden, for people who come up with uh, meritorious manumission. You know, the meritorious manumission is right. where uh-huh. if you uh, do something that, uh, that the slave owner can benefit from, and if you can do something that, that's, that, that will earn you some additional merits, and then you can be freed, and, and that meritorious manumission still exists. We've got black right, well, in, adi- in addition to that, Bobby, not only is it, there were three elements of the meritorious manumission policy that were implemented back in 1710 by the Virginia College and later on in South Carolina, and what it says basically that any black folk can demonstrate to his owner that one that he can that he can produce in such a way that would be enriching to the to the master, he could be he can be meritoriously manumitted. Or uh, three, two, he, if he saved a, uh, a white person's life or saved his master's life or his, a member of his, the white family's life, he could be meritorious and manumitted. Or three, if he would squeal on, tell on, and form on to help keep his paper, people on the, slave, wow. on the slave plantation. Consequently, between 1710 and 1866, out of approximately 366 possible slave revolts, that a black person squealed in every one of them, told just trying to get meritorious manumission by selling it out his own people. And right now you got all these blacks who have been elected to public office, all these blacks in these civil rights organizations, and all these blacks in, in almost every respect in these white corporations, all of them are basically seeking, as Bob said, his meritorious manumission for themselves. They're trying to get free by squealing on, telling on, and trying to do a good job in a white company to help enrich that company rather than their own people in their own communities. And see, the thing is that it's... See, we have people even now who are of value. Their value is the money that they can generate for corporate America. They get paid in the process. They do get paid very well, although uh, near the, the middle of their lives, we, we find that many of them have lost their money, no matter how much money they had, and many of them are broke and losing their money as when they are no longer uh, being propped up by the corporations that literally own them. But what but we have not focused on is ownership ourselves. We, have not, we, are, we are able to generate a great deal of money into a corporation like Nike, but we don't have an industry. Uh, if, if, if young black men 
are the driving force behind Nike's success. If young black men are global trendsetters, it, it seems right. to me that somebody would create a sneaker company of our own, of, of their own, even the young black men who have the power and the name and the recognition, and I am told they are the people who influence other young black men. Well, if, if yeah. Michael Jordan and P. Diddy and Jay-Z have the kind of influence over young people that I am told they have, then why not they form their own sneaker company and sell the sneakers themselves, arrange for distribution themselves, do their own company rather than generate sales and get paid for generating sales for Nike or whoever else. And I, you know, so it is, but, but black people are very pleased by the, uh, the, 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 the success of those individuals. And what we're talking about in terms of group economics is understanding the need for us to, to prosper as a group, as a people, the need for us to use our power, uh, our talent, our influence, our resources in order to create industries that we would own. That's what, and then, then they begin to understand vertical integration. That creates an industry that we would own. There are some industries, for instance, there are some industries where uh, black people have the, a unique competitive advantage. And that competitive, uh, competitive advantage is that black people are the primary, if not only, consumer of the product. We don't even need anybody else. We don't have to please anybody else. We don't have to kowtow to anybody else to increase sales. There's nobody buying black hair care products but black people. There's, mm -hmm. there's, no, there's nobody buying Afrosheen but y'all. It would seem that black people could at least own the hair care industry. But instead, Asians own the black hair care industry, own and operate the black beauty supply stores throughout the country. With black people never nails even and wig nail shops and wig shops too, Bobby. Absolutely, and yeah. with 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 uh, with black people supporting those initiatives on the part of other groups who are enriched by black spending. So black people are spending 1.1 trillion dollars annually, but there's nothing to show for it because we don't own any industry, and and we don't own any of the products we don't manufacture, we don't produce the products that, we, do, that, that uh, we are spending this money on. Look at, again at the black hair care industry. There are about two or three black hair care manufacturers. Uh, in Atlanta, there's, there's Bronner and Brothers, uh, and there's, there's Dudley uh, is, is a black hair care manufacturer. Other black hair care manufacturers have already gone out of business. While black people will not make a deliberate decision to buy the product that is produced by their own. See, black people say things like, when you talk about inappropriate behavior, black people say things like, see, I don't care about race. I'm just looking for the best price. I'm just looking for the best product. And, but there's nobody else. See, black people have been led to believe that to be concerned about yourself first is somehow uh, illegal or immoral behavior. So black people feel that they are making an intelligent statement when they say, I don't care about race, I'll let everybody else in the world care about race, but I won't. And so I don't care about race, 
and, uh, and and so I don't really care about who makes the product. I'm looking for the best price. That's not. There's nobody else who says that. See, there are other people who who I know of people who have gone to other ethnic groups with a business proposition, and have been told we can't do it. They say, but listen, I'm I have a better product. I can get you the same product for less money. There's a brother who who says this, who tells this story as he's speaking around the country about how he and some others went to. It went to um, some Asians to say we can provide the same the, product. Uh, Asian town in Washington, D.C., Chinatown in Washington, Bob. And, and, and they said, but no, we don't want it. And they said, but we don't understand why you don't want it. We're offering you same product uh, faster for less money. And, and, they, and the, 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 the merchants there told them, we're not concerned about same product, less money. We buy from each other. We support each other. And, and you know, they don't Bob, have Bob, 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 let me jump in one second at that point before you go on, because that, you're making a very valid point, and it's one that should be emphasized. Because, see, right now, when I did one study a number of years ago when I was taking trade missions in the third world countries, when I was heading up, a, when I was a chairman for a board of governors for economic development, and, uh, and, I'm, and I was the only black, the only black in the history of this nation to ever sat as a chairman, a chairman, a chairman for governors, for southern and eastern governors for economic development. I headed up trade missions in third world countries, Latin America, Venezuela, Colombia, Africa, and, and all around the world. And one of the things I found out in those explorations for, for trade opportunities was to get into the Far East, for instance, that I found out some documents that showed that 33,000 33, Asians could brag and boast about the fact that they had become multimillionaires off of selling products strictly and solely to black people in America. Mm-hmm. But yet, on the other hand, I have never been able to find not one single black person in America who could claim that he became a multimillionaire for selling something strictly to Asians. Absolutely, that's how that's how va- that's how vast the disparity is between having a lack of a code of conduct and inappropriate behavior, even in selling, marketing, and producing goods, and who you sell them to and where the, who the money goes to. Black people never exercise what I call cost benefit analysis that Bob just pointed out. They never say like other groups. Other groups will say. I don't care if it does cost more to spend money on my own people or my product. The product is not as good as I might get it from anyone else. I'm still going to buy it from my own people. That's why right here in Washington, D.C., we got, we got Asians that would drop Bob that would drive 35 miles from Gaithersburg all the way down to Washington, D.C. to buy from an Asian store That's right. because they say they, they don't care about it. That's why, that's why they had Kai Ritsu set up in Japan, which is a, which is a, a, a closed circuit, which says we will buy from our own people first before we buy from anybody else. And that's why Japan, which was a, na- a, a natural resource impoverished nation, that had been bombed by, by, two, hit by two bombs in the World War II and totally devastated, lost most of their men in 1945. But yet in 20 years, in 20-year period, they rose to be a national political economic force in the world because they started a system called Kairitsu, which means we're spending our money with our own people, making it revolve around and around, and that's how they became empowered. Here are black folk now, who but that never have practiced group economics. They never hold the money in their hand. You indicated earlier, Bob, they have a trillion dollars passing through their hands, which makes them about the ninth richest nation on earth. But oh. even that, that, that trillion dollars is chicken change because it's not aggregated. If you were to, to take that, that trillion dollars and divide it up with 41 million black folk in America, that is chicken change. That's no money at all. That is poverty-level money. It only becomes has power is when, it, when it's aggregated and pooled and spent with your own people. And I keep yes, telling black folk, black folk have no power in America, not one iota of power. All black people got is a potential for power. 
they would never have power until they come together, as you're saying, Bob, and aggregate and pool their resources and begin to, and begin to, to, to set up a system, a vertical system, where that money will, will, will pass their hands a number of times. In let, me just country, in, let me just step in because, uh, again, when the brother asked what, what you mean by powernomics, and that is what is meant by powernomics, to use our money as power and to understand the relationship between the, the, the money and power. It is uh, economics has to be thought of in terms of power, and powernomics yeah. is exactly the way economics should be presented and understood at this point in the black community. Let me just say you this. We, I know we're running, we're running out of time. Social scientists who have, because when we say things like this, there are people who cringe. There are people who are saying that we can't say that. You can't say that. I buy only from my own. I start with my own first. That's just not right. We, even though people do that, we don't want to be like that. There are social scientists who have looked at uh, this phenomenon, if, if we might call it a phenomenon, and, and looked at how race, religion, and identity determine success in the new global economy. And, and there's one social scientist who looked at it who said that, uh, and, and this Joel Kotkin, who said in, in defining global tribalism, he said he set out to examine five principal groups, the Jews, the British, the Japanese, Chinese, and Indians. And he said all of them powerfully illustrate this phenomenon. Although each of these five groups possesses a very different history, they all share the following three critical characteristics. And I'm just going to do one. Number one, a strong ethnic identity and a sense of mutual dependence that helps the group adjust to changes in the global economy, global economic and political order without losing its essential unity. Then he talked about a global network and a passion for technical and other knowledge from all possible sources. But it is a strong ethnic identity and a, suit and a sense of mutual dependence on each other that helps the group to prosper, helps the group to survive. And each of these groups, each of these ethnic groups, have used that group economic concept, philosophy, principles. Each of them have used the principles of powernomics. And so what we're talking about as we lay out this campaign and as we, we call on black people to begin to start thinking differently and think in terms of using what we have in our own interests first. I don't want to let corporate America off the hook. I'm not blaming everything, the condition of black people, solely on the behavior of black people. The black, the black community is, is under a consistent attack all of the time. However, one of the reasons that we have not been able to push back effectively against this attack has been our own inappropriate behavior. And so what we, we, we fully intend to approach those corporations who are the beneficiaries, not only the corporations, but everybody that is doing business in the black community, everybody, all the folks who set up shop in the black community are going to have to renegotiate their relationship, their financial relationship to the black community. But to, begin, but to begin, to begin, we think that it is appropriate that we take control of our own spending first. We take control of our own money first. Because that, as see what Dr. Anderson points out, is that we're spending over a trillion dollars annually, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't translate into power, stability, survival, prosperity. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because it's not aggregated, and so it has to become aggregated. 
and we have to we and so on on April sixth at the National Black Theater in Harlem. That is what we will be talking about. Uh, people need to come out, hear that conversation, hear even more so what Dr. Anderson is will have more time to lay out in terms of the blueprint and and join this campaign to turn black spending into power. Right now, black spending is just status. You know, if you go into a store, if black folk go into a store uh-huh. and they disrespect you, follow you around the store, look at you like, what are you doing in here? We don't get angry and leave. We try to prove to them that we deserve to be there. So we'll spend more than we intended to, intended to spend. We exactly. like to go... We like to go into places, in fact, we like to go into places where we think they don't want us so that we can show them the mistake they're making in not holding us in high regard. We'll show you our value by how much money we will spend in your business. In your business. And it's like I always say, if you want to get black dollars, just pretend you don't want them. You know, put up a sign saying no black people allowed. Black people will be outraged. They will they will call Jesse to come pick at the place, you know. <laughs> they'll say there's a Jesse, there's a guy over here and that won't take our money. Come pick it, make this man take our money, and so that and that's what we have done in the past. We have gone and forced people to take the money. They let us pick it for a couple of weeks. They say, okay, y'all win, y'all win. Come on, bring the money. And so, what we're talking about now is taking control of our spending ourselves, taking control of our money, and we need to lay out how we can do that. What we're asking all black people just to start, just step one, just to challenge your thinking and to challenge behavior patterns. Make a commitment to spend $20 a week in a black-owned business. That's only step one of a much larger campaign, but start there. And as you try to start there, you will discover how much of an emotional break you have to make. You will discover what the, the, the psychological barrier that you have to break through in order to comfortably spend your money with your own brothers and sisters. It is not something that black people are even uh, comfortable doing because there's no emotional gratification in spending $100 in a store uh, with people who already love you. See, the emotional gratification comes from spending $100 in a store where you think people don't like you. Now you've shown them uh, your value. Now you've shown them why they should smile when you come through the door. So we are emotionally gratified by helping other people, by enriching other people. Like that is going to uh, change their attitude about us, and their changed attitude will somehow benefit us. See, none of that makes sense. That is inappropriate behavior. So I know we've we've got to go. I do. If it, it is yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to too, Bobby. Right. So it is <laughs> it is Saturday, April sixth, at the National Black Theater in Harlem. Dr. Anderson and I will be there, uh, and uh, asking folk who are in New York, asking folk to come out to call. Um, you know, there's a, I, I don't have the numbers, everything in front of me. I have. One number three four seven four nine six one zero two two. That's King Thomas' number. Right. right, and that's the key number to call for ticket information. Let's see how much people uh, are paying attention and how interested people actually are. You know, we hear but a lot. The real about, thing, Bobby. Bobby, you want to find whether or not they're real serious about surviving right now? Because right now, right now, we're on the death knell in this country and in the world. 
and uh, and if, if we don't do something pretty soon, we're we're up to for grabs. But I but I want you to be able to call me before before the sixth and tell me whether or not you've had a significant uh, inquiry and ticket purchasing before I get there right. because. Personally, right. I've reached a point now I'm tired, sick and tired of begging black folk to come out and save and help themselves. Mm-hmm. If my, my daddy taught me a long time ago, don't be the dead dog. If mm-hmm. black folk don't want to come out, don't come out. And I'm gonna, I'll stay here in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. But I'm coming because of you and because I know you're going to have a substantive number of people who will turn out who got some sense and consciousness and who, got, and who respect themselves and their race and want to help their children and their future children. They better start doing it now. And, and turn out at your program on the 6th, and I'll be there if they are there. If they're not there, I won't be there either. All right, now. we um, I know we, we, we kind of talked. We just mm. we, we took over the show. So, brothers, <laughs> we appreciate you I mean, We are yeah, honored to have you here. Like I said, the audience has showed up. Uh, Dr. Claude Anderson, they're in the building tonight to hear both of you brothers. They have heard a plethora of information that you have had to offer you can take as much more time as you need. Like I said, the people are here, and they are, you know, receptive to what's being said. Mm-hmm. You even have hands up in the call queue. People would like to interact and speak to you, brothers, as well. Uh-huh. Well, well, no, I, 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 I got to run. I don't know about Bobby, but I got to run. But just tell black people what I'm saying to you now. We are an obsolete, abandoned labor class. And there was a guy named Goldhagen that did a study after, in 1960 after, after the extermination of Jews in Germany. And one of the things he said, he said, any time in any society that a group of people that's hated and despised and looked down on and depreciated and is basically helpless and powerless, any time they're abandoned by their own leadership and they're, and they're disparaged in the newspaper or in any form of media, they're being set up to be exterminated. And that was by a Jewish guy. It's called A Willing Executioner, if you want to buy that book. And right now blacks have been abandoned by not only the white community, but who are now displaying hateful indifference towards black folk. And, uh, but we've also been abandoned by all our black civil rights leaders and all our black elected officials. They have no interest. You would not find probably more than one or two blacks in the entire United States that would stand up and speak strictly and solely to the needs of black folk. And they, every one of them would encouch it and hide behind some broad, ambiguous terms about I'm here to represent all the people, minorities, poor folk, people of color, gays, transsexuals, midgets, humpbacks, lesbians. None of them would speak up and say, I'm here to represent black folk. We are an endangered species right now. And if they don't show up at, Black, at, at Bob's program on the sixth, on April sixth, then Bob don't call me. I won't show up either. All right. Well, I know this. <laughs> All right. I know we're we're I'm running out of time. I know we. I have to go. Doctor Anderson is has to leave. Uh, you said that, brother. Did you say there were some people on the phones? Yeah, there are absolutely people on the phone lines. We have a, a well, gang of I, hands up in the call queue of people that want to speak to you, brothers. Well, I can know? do I can do a couple of phone a couple of calls if you think that that is uh, helpful. But that's but I'm, I, I'm running, really running out of yes, time. Definitely think that uh, that would be most appropriate. Let's do it right Dr. away. Anderson, we thank you for your time, brother. All right, now I think he is already disconnected. All right. Let's go to the phone line. I'm going to bring in caller from 917-657. caller. Peace. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I had it on speaker. Um, I liked a lot of what I heard tonight. Actually, um, 
actually think it was a lot of truth in what was being said. However, to go back to the hair thing, I actually have natural hair. Um, a lot of men may not be aware of it, but I'm a member of two hair forums. There's been a huge increase and in flux of black people making handmade natural hair products. And what they're doing, they're utilizing social media to get the word out about their products, and they're actually making a ton of money, so much so that mass merchandisers like Target are taking notice, and then they're putting it in the store. But what they're doing, as opposed to labeling it as strictly a black product, it's being labeled in such a way and marketed in such a way that either anyone can use it or that it's multicultural. Although I am pro-black, I think we need to do the reverse of what white people did to us. Like, we need to do stuff where we can get their money. I mean, they've taken so much of ours. And I also believe that how can we help each other if we're so fucked up mentally and we don't realize we're fucked up? We're so indoctrinated with Christianity, um, that white baby Jesus is going to drop from the sky and save us and redeem us and be our salvation. I mean, where do you begin with those types of people if they don't realize that they're messed up in an effort for us to band together and make some changes happen and take our spending dollars back into our own hands and use it to build up our community? Hello? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't quite hear the question in there. The point is that what we are calling for is precisely that. Without a discussion about whether they are Christians or Muslims or or whatever, Catholics or it is a question of how we use the money that we currently have. For see for black people I, I'm suggesting that black people should own the hair care the black hair care industry. Mm-hmm. The uh period. So manufacturers. Well, okay, so why did wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this. Okay. Why, what what did I say that made you think that I thought it was simple? So I'm fully aware of what it takes. But what I'm saying is that let's begin to move in that direction. But I, here's what is Dr. Anderson said. I'm not wrestling with people who don't get it. People who okay. don't get it, if they don't get it, okay, do it whatever way you think will be effective. Okay. If people are manufacturing their own products, that's exactly what we're talking about doing. But what we okay. need to do in addition, this is what meant by vertical integration, so we need to manufacture the product. Then we need to deliver, distribute the product and uh, take it to the outlets, and then we need to own the outlets that are selling the product. So if, as, as we put the product in target, then it, what is going to be necessary is that we also have a network like target that yeah. is also black-owned, so that when yeah. we put the product in the store, let's put them in black-owned stores as well so that we vertically integrate the entire process and, and begin to... Uh, own the industry and all the components of the industry, but I think that it is uh, that there's a you sound you're a younger person, younger than me. Everybody's younger than me, but and and your generation is smart enough and is thinking in terms of ownership. Just keep yeah. thinking though, think straight through. Don't think ownership to a point. Ownership okay. till we get to target. 
I'm saying just keep thinking ownership and own a target like distribution network as well. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello. Thank you, Carla. My yes. phone is about oh, to me. die. My battery is about to Hello? die. Can, my battery is about to die. Maybe can we do one more phone call before my phone cancels? Yes, we are going to do one more phone call. Let me go to caller from six four six two two nine six four six two two nine. Caller, peace. Peace, 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 family. Peace. peace. Yes, yes, peace. Yo, Blue Pill, Red Pill, thank you for making this connection. I just want to say, um, as an honor of being in Cypher, um, I own a, um, a distribution company in throughout the New York City area. And um, I, I've i been like, had a, you know, a constant struggle. Hello? Yes, we, we can hear you, brother. Uh, I have a constant struggle with, like, the, the Arabs and... The, the other, the Asian, the Arab, the... Hello? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my my thing is, I want to know, do, I, do, you guys, do you guys give any strategy or counseling to help people in my own position? And uh, because my whole objective is to try... And, hello? Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um... My objective is to try to sell to my market, to to our market, you know, and um and bring products that I feel like will actually sell, you know, for in our market. And I I have a stupid distribution and everything. Man. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. We hear you. Yeah, we hear you. And that was a good question. Uh, and that is in terms of. Because I'm in a bad right now, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to survive out here, and I'm constantly getting pushed out by, you know, and the Arabs, they tell me straight up that everybody's bossing me all the time. That's right. My, my point is battery is dying, and uh, I understand what the brother is dealing with. I've come out of the, the you know, radio record business, uh, and, and it is what I mentioned earlier about how other ethnic groups, without apology, not only are they supporting their own group first, mm-hmm. but they are actually also taking steps to drive your group out of business. Mm-hmm. It's not just a question of fair competition and, and they just look out for each other. In addition to looking out for each other, they collaborate to do things to block your development. And that is one of the reasons that black people have to become much more aggressive around the idea, much more aggressive about supporting and sustaining each other and engaging in group behavior. So, yes, we can help. Uh, your, your, uh, there needs to be – I've got a different campaign altogether that I'm trying to develop for with, for young people that's called the Extraordinary Opportunities Campaign. We've got to create and we've got to get the people who are scolding black, young black people, the people who Bill Cosby and folks like that who are telling you just work hard and stay in school, See, I've got to challenge them to now put their resources together to create some extraordinary opportunities for you. So if you're in trying to move into the, the record industry, if you're trying to move into the entertainment industry, if Harry Belafonte is, is talking to black folk about getting serious and Bill Cosby is talking, I need to point out 
that they need to help us create an extraordinary opportunity for you, guarantee some success the way the uh, Bill Gates family and friends created extraordinary opportunities for him. He points to nine things that happened for him that were responsible for his success, and he had nothing to do with it. As a teenager, things people began to put things in place for him to, because he had this talent with computers. Well, can I make, can I make mention of something very quick before your phone dies? He needed the opportunity, and we've got to force these people to create extraordinary opportunities for young people or just sit down and, and, and shut up. Right. What the brother might be asking and what I wanted to ask is that for those who already have businesses and already are able to make opportunities for themselves, but they need the mentorship of their elders or they just need some sort of backing, whether that backing be financial or intellectual from people that have already had a foot in the market, where is that? There's a drought in regards to that, the connection between elders that have the information and the youth to have the initiative and the drive and the spirit to push forward to say, look, we're going to break into industry, you know what I'm I saying, we're it. going to come out yep. with our products and create our own industry on the side. I got and it. And there's I no mentorship. I, I, listen, so then mm-hmm. we need to put that in place. But don't young people act like people have been trying to talk and you all been listening. When we have conversations with young people, the first thing, I just had a conversation with a brother earlier just before coming on the air here who pointed out, and I had a conversation with another brother his same age, a little bit younger than him, a few weeks ago, and they immediately begin with there's a generation gap. And, the, and it's young people who immediately confront you with we know best. It's not like the elders are, trying to, uh, are, are not trying to talk or are trying to talk and you all are listening. Let's just be be totally honest. There are, there are people who have been trying to talk, people who and, and what you run into is young people who say, well, you're out of touch, you're too old, we don't need to listen to you. You all need to get a consistent argument. Say, be, be consistent. Do you want to talk to elders? Because I'm aware of many elders in, in, in a, from a number of disciplines who are very much willing to talk. But I, and I'm aware of, of some young people who are willing to talk and, and, and collaborate, and, and we have been working with them. I did a film, and when I did the film, it was all with uh, young filmmakers, a sister of Cynical in New York, who worked with me, a uh, young brother, Craig Crawford, worked with me. I'm working, I've got a brother who is very much involved in, in media as a professional, does serious research, and works, works very closely with me. I have a really good working relationship with young people, and then I have some young people who tried to steal the project from me. So it's not anything that is uh, happening, uh, it's, it's, and it's not generational. It's consciousness. I'm saying there's a consciousness gap. The people who are on the same conscious level need to work together regardless of age. I'm certainly willing to do that. So when you hear me say that I want to put in place this this whole effort, I've tried it before, in place an effort to provide those extraordinary opportunities that, that not just young people, that all of our people need. There are some people who are in their 50s who have a great idea for a business. There are some people who are, are retired and struggling, but they have a need for getting their own passion as a business off the ground. I want to continue to – I want to work with all of the people. But, yes, if I can pull this Extraordinary Opportunities Network together, it will do exactly what you're talking about doing. But you would have to come and at least be open-minded and be willing to sit and listen and talk and collaborate. I've not seen that quite yet. 
my, well, my brother, thing I, is I am be, definitely be, a, um, I'm definitely a person that um, always um, I listen more than I speak, and um, I, I have a great respect for my elders, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to say, like, why you do this in the battlefield? What? Hello? Hello? Hello, I think my phone is... I something. Yeah. Like, hello? Yes, hello. I yeah. think the call was... Uh, I, I, I call the oh, call is call dropped. Okay, mine's about and to drop. It keeps beeping. But to try to answer the question, yes, I agree. We need to do that, and I'm going to try to make that happen. But I'm, what I'm saying is that young people take up the responsibility yourself also to make that happen. Don't wait for people to build bridges to you. Build some bridges to those some of those elders as well. If you think there are some people who have something to share that is of value, you know, and, and make contact, make that clear. Because I know in having conversations with elders, they say that these young people uh, think that we are old and out of touch and outdated and obsolete, and they are not, they are not open to hear what we are saying. They immediately say is, that right. whatever we're saying is wrong. They immediately say you're saying it wrong, the language is wrong. And so we say, okay, well, I just had a conversation with a brother who said that what I'm saying is wrong in terms of how I'm saying it and, and the rhythm with which I'm saying it. Uh, because it won't resonate with young people. Well, okay, then you do it, you know. But if it's don't 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 come to me saying that we need to talk to the elders and then say yeah, but the stuff you're saying is outdated. So then don't talk to me. Go talk to somebody whose stuff is not outdated. Right. My thing is, you know, we have this platform here tonight, you know, and every other uh, Tuesday and Friday that we have this platform. So we can bring forth not only elders, but many people that have different messages. You know, what I'm saying I want to speak to the people as a whole. Right. We're broadcast, we're broadcast globally, and we have a global audience. So to say that people don't necessarily want to hear what is being said by the elders, that's not necessarily true as it applies to this particular platform. Oh yeah, and I, you I do, that. That's do why want I to have a, a a conversation back. You know what I'm saying? Because right. let me just say this: my phone is dying; it keeps beeping. But I understand that. That's why I agreed to do this show. And I was on the air for like more than 20 years, and my audience was male, female, young, and old. I'm fully aware of the the my rhythm, my message, and the extent to which my message gets over. Uh, and 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 it still gets over is the point. I'm talking to a great many young people. I'm, I'm still operating the Respect Yourself Youth Crusade. We're still doing youth enrichment programs, and and I'm like I say, this idea for marshaling our resources to create the kind of opportunities that our young people need. That's my idea, and I'm all, I'm trying to put that in place and make it available to young people. So there's not a need to even talk to me about trying to dialogue with young people. I'm doing that, and not only am I doing it, I'm doing it really effectively and reaching a lot of young people nationally. So I'm, I'm comfortable with, with my relationship with young people, with the kind of work that I do. Anybody who wants to plug into it is certainly welcome to plug into what I'm saying to you, and I don't mean to you, brother. What I'm saying to right. young people is uh, just have an open mind. There's nothing magic about being young. I've had some elders say some really stupid things. There's nothing magic about just being older. I've heard some elders say some really stupid things, and I've heard some young people say some really stupid things. It's got nothing to do with age. It has to do with consciousness. It has to do with information, with, with knowledge, with training. Look at the name of your show. 
you know it and that's and it is, a, it is a good name because it really is about knowledge but knowledge is not limited to any particular uh demographic you can learn yes. when you are 70 and you can learn when you are 17 so just everybody needs to have an open mind and be willing to learn from each other and and that has uh been the case we've run into i'm just pointing out if the truth be told that we've run into people both young and old who already think they know everything and you and yes. it's very and so uh and there's as dr anderson was saying you know we're getting tired and as i said to that sister i'm not going to wrestle with people you know i was saw an excellent excellent film yesterday by a, a, a brother who went to mozambique did a film about uh, robert mugabe excellent film talked about the liberation struggle that the uh, Mozambique, the, the, uh, not uh, Mozambique, in Zimbabwe, and talked about the struggle that the uh, people of Zimbabwe have been involved in and how they have been resilient and they have fought and they have withstood the sanctions and all the things that the Western powers are trying to do to destroy their country, destroy their economy, dis- destroy their beloved leader. And then his sister gets up and asks him, well, I thought I thought in the film one point that they were going somewhere to celebrate Christmas. Oh man, I cringe when I saw them celebrate Christmas. Uh, how could they be uh, Christian? And see, the answer is: here's a people who are withstanding aggression, oppression. Here are people who are resilient and uncompromising. Here are people who are standing against uh, global, the, the Western, the, the oppression of the Western powers, and sustaining themselves and have now begun to win that battle, and you want to know why are they Christians? You know, why don't you just want to know what what is it that that is within them because they're Catholics in Zimbabwe, and what is it that is right. within them that has caused them to be as resilient and as strong and as principled and as courageous as they are? How dare you ask what about Christianity? If, if they are as resilient as, and as strong, and as principled as they are, then Christianity must be all right. So don't raise the irrelevant questions. Don't raise things that don't make any sense, that don't 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 affect what it is that people are actually dealing with. Is the point? Be so. Uh, it, it's just a matter of let's not be sidetracked and distracted by things that are irrelevant. Look at what it is. Look at the work that is actually being done and the spirit of the people we need to come together all of us not just the young and the old we need to come together because there are young people that don't agree with other young people it ain't like all young like young black people are united young black people are killing each other faster than the police can kill them see let's just get serious this young black people are doing are creating more harm and havoc among themselves than the enemies of our people it's not like young black people are united and young black people all agree or they, and and the same thing of older black people, you know. There's not a need for young and old to unite. There's a need for black people to unite, and and that needs to be understood. It's got nothing to do with age, but the people who think it is about age are simply uninformed, and their political consciousness is dangerously low. But I've got to go. <laughs> All right, brothers. Thank you. We have been honored by your presence here tonight. Thank you, Dr. Bob Law and family. Um, 
we and you know we ask that especially those in the tri-state area, please make it your business. You know what I'm saying to show up at this upcoming event. I'm gonna bring in King Simon now so he can share the details with you. And you can get all of the necessary information as you've heard tonight. I think this is more than just an event. You know what I'm saying? These elders, these brothers for that matter, you know what I'm saying, really need to see your face, need to see you in the building, need to know that there's a response, you know what I'm saying, to to what it is that they're offering in the way of um aid and assistance for our people, you know what I'm saying, by way of the solutions that they've developed. So, Brother Suit and Simon, are you with us? Peace. Yes, sir. Peace, peace. Hotel, hotel. Bob left already, Bob? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, Bob checked out. I got to do this before we begin. Okay, yeah, hold on. on. Turn the bombs up. My bad. <laughs> you know, you know, when you, when you, I heard you speak later about, um, Polite and bringing Polite on this with uh, Claude Anderson. You know, uh, when Bob presented this to me, I told him Polite would be the right person to open this up. And it's necessary to bridge the so-called gap, the, the imaginary gap that young people are having with old people. And that, and that is, I think this is going to be a, a very great event. Um, of course, we all know what Polite is doing, especially on Know the Ledge. We know what he's doing, and we know the results of it. We know the testimony. Um, Claude Anderson, those who watch his Powernomics, Black Labor, White, who've read his book Powernomics or Black Labor, White Wealth or More Dirty Secrets or More Dirty Little Secrets or watch them on Hidden Colors, we know what Claude is about. And those who ever know who Bob Law is, that brother is like a godfather of black radio here in New York City. He was once my boss also on WWRL, which is one of the oldest black, is the oldest black formatted radio station in New York City. Where nothing was happening as far as black was going on or original people was going on. It was WWRL that made it happen back in those days, 1600, back in the 60s. And um, where's the money is all about? Let me tell you, let me give them the, the, the places where they can buy their tickets in Brooklyn, Queens, and in Manhattan. Um, Nicholas Harlem over there at 5 East 125th Street at the corner of Madison, and their number is 212-235, I mean 239-3628. That's 212-239-3628. Also, Namaskar, that is Bob Law's health store, the holistic health store. Him and his wife, Mentu, own that store, and it's located at 643 Vanderbilt Avenue. That's 643 Vanderbilt Avenue in Brooklyn, and that's 718-636-1967. Once again, 718-636-1967. Also, in Nicholas, Brooklyn. Everybody goes to Nicholas when I do those lectures and do the forum out there at 570 Fulton Street, 718-585-4400. I mean, That's 858-4400. And in Queens, Original Herbal Remedy. That's 92-20 Union Hall Street in Queens. That's 718-523-7704. But if you want to just get on the RSVP list for a certain time, just call me at 347 347- Four nine six one zero two two. That's three four seven uh, four nine six one zero two two. Now all young people from the ages seventeen down to zero, absolutely free. I just made that decision. I want all you adults to bring out these young people. Just bring them. They're absolutely free. Matter of fact, I just might make it from eighteen or nineteen. Just stay in the teens. Nineteen down to zero. But we need them to hear this, especially polite, especially Bob. Especially Claude Anderson, because 
this is, we're talking about, we're talking, I, I mean, I ride up and down and walk up and down New York City from here to the Bronx. I know I've seen my pictures in the Bronx today. I usually don't do that and tell people where I'm at. But I was in the Bronx, and every place I walk, it, it's like one black business, and then other businesses running the uh, Chinese, Asians, Indians in the business. One black business, and then other people running business. One black business. Then yeah. even if, and it's a shame. And it I spent my I spent my weekly twenty dollars for the black business today. I got a haircut, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't say that to be funny. I know I know. But I know, what I, I know. I'm saying, as I'm in the neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying. Yes, sir. That's what's consistent to me. I could always depend on going into a quote unquote black neighborhood and finding, you know, a, a, a haircut. Uh, a barbershop, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's consistent with us, a barbershop. Not even problem. everywhere that you go is there a, a Jamaican restaurant. You can't find too many in L.A., you know, so that's exactly. not even consistent. You know, when I go to the desert, you know, you can find a Mexican restaurant everywhere, you know. <laughs> I'm sure you could go to Alaska, you'll find a Thai restaurant, somewhere mm-hmm. making burritos in a bar, you know what I'm saying? That's consistent and my travels throughout these continents of the United States, and I'm sure that people that have traveled abroad can attest to the same things. But we just know how to cut hair. Man, and we do, we know we know how to do much more. Because when you hear the barbershop talk, you know they know they know much more. Believe me, yeah. they know much more. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, and we know that we know much more, and we know that there's geniuses amongst us. But exactly. the key factor is what the brother's talking about, and that's the lack of unity. You know, yes, that's sir. a drum that we've constantly been beating on this program as we've been able to look into this um, this microcosm of a quote-unquote conscious community that we are all involved in, and we can see exactly. the bigger problems that exist in the macrocosm of our world. So if we are able to make some sort of effect in this controlled environment that we're all participating in, then we could take that model to much bigger uh testing ground and start making some changes there, but it all starts here, it all starts at home, it all starts amongst one another. You know, it's just starting the chat, family in the chat. If we can't get along together in the chat, you know what I'm saying? Like, how are we going to get at the table and break bread? Because the lack of trust is also a factor which is driving the disunity. You know, seeds of discontent were planted a very long time ago, and they have flourished into oak trees. So... Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to need one hell of a powerful saw to cut that down. But I'm sure that these brothers have the answer. So look forward, April 6th. They come yes, into sir. the tri-state area. National right. Black Theater. And the doors open at 12. We're starting at 1. It's $30 in advance. Like I said, I've made this call. I haven't even talked to the partner in this. Bob Law is my partner in this one. But I really want the teens. If you got a teenager, man, from 19 down to zero, I don't care what age, from 19 down, Bring them out. I'll let them in for free. As long as you can prove that they're that they age, I'm cool. I'll let them in for free because we need those children. Because it's a Saturday. It's Saturday. It's not a Sunday. Usually I do things on Sunday. I know our people, our mindset is all on Sundays usually. But Saturday, April 6th from 12 to 6 p.m., we, we, we're not even going to hold you after 6 p.m. because National Black Theater has something else going on. So it's $30 in advance, more uh, 35 at the door. But it's very important because Claude, as you can see, Claude is very perturbed at our people, as you can hear it. I've heard it. I just heard it. He's really upset. And if he don't see the, the, the show up, 
he don't have to show up because he don't. He's tired of wasting time. People are tired, brother. They're yeah. tired. They're weary. Yeah. They're getting weary. He's been doing it for a long time. I'm telling y'all. He said, and, yeah. He said a speech he had in the sixties. Exactly. And I was like, okay, this brother's been, you know, what I'm saying disseminating this information since the sixties, and you talking about WWRL and what have you, brother? How old are you, King Simon? I'm 46, but I was on WWRL from 2000, 2001. So, uh, I mean, 2000. So that I was like a new generation. And Bob hired, oh, that's okay. why I can't never go for the young. He hired us, uh, me as one of the young soldiers in there. And he felt my energy when I when I sent him that cassette. You know, so I'm honored. And he's the oh. one that got me on the major station that I started doing the morning show and was making, like, at that time, 57, uh, 57 grand a year just doing what I love to do. So that that was like okay. phenomenal for me. Part of the family. Huh? I huh? said you part of the family. I'm part of the family. I'm part of the legacy. And WWRL started in 1926. That people got to remember that. that was I had the first Spanish show and all that stuff going on. So you know Frankie Crocker started there. A lot of people don't even know what's going. Gary Bird started there. Mhotep Gary Bird started there in New York. So that's, there's a legacy there. OJ's, um, the people that they, they were named after, the OJ was named after, Eddie OJ started there, started there in New York City, right there. So, you know, there's a lot legacy and that we're trying to, and they, they're removing black radio. He's going to talk about that also. And, um, and remember, the title's called Where's the Money? You can text me at 347-496-1022 and let me know you want to be on the RSVP list so you can just pay that steady $30 price. But, or you can pay $35 or go to those locations that I mentioned earlier. And I want to thank the twins. I just want to remind everybody that they will also be on the Abundance Show next week Thursday. They will be on the Abundance Show next week Thursday before they actually come in town. So uh, big up to Abundance Child and all those that support Know the Ledge. And, you know, twins, y'all know y'all got a, y'all got a table ready for you, so y'all just keep your, come on out. We're going we're gonna to be there. And, that, you know, that, that, that's uh, my contribution for you. We're all you got to fly in, support. bro. I got to. I gotta, I gotta see okay. the brother. I you gotta gonna see fly the in. <laughs> and look him in his eyes just so he knows that there's somebody there that is receptive and receiving this information and willing to do something with it. You know, it really hurts when I hear the elders. Tell him to ask the questions too, man. How do we do it? They didn't get that brother. Didn't get to ask uh, Claude. He needs to ask Claude, not just Bob. Ask Claude that question, and then we show mm-hmm. you how to do it. Then let him show you how to do it. When a person who was the former assistant secretary of the U.S. Commerce talks to you about, and he deals with trade, when a person right. like that who helped Jimmy Carter get become a president talks to you, you should listen. We should really listen to him because he's perturbed with what the government has done and assisted in doing what they're doing to our people. So he's perturbed. I don't care what he became during that time and whether he was in the politics, but if he's coming down to our communities to talk to us. We should really listen and take heed yes, of what this brother is saying. Take heed. Right. I want to say thank you, brother. I got a lot of yes, more sir. hands up in this call queue. I want to get to these callers. Bring them in. Bring them in. Let me ask you some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm mad. All right. I'm angry. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I see, uh, I see a familiar number in the call queue. Let me open this line real quick. I didn't even know. Caller from the 424 227 424 caller. Hello, the ledge audience. Peace. Hello? Hi. Can you all hear me? Yes, we can. 
Okay, now, I want to begin, first of all, I want to begin by thanking Brother Bob Law. And um, the reason why I want to thank Brother Bob Law is because uh, he is a man that has, that um, made it possible for a certain history to be realized, of which I'm a part of. I am Red Pill and Blue Pill's mother, and I want to say oh. that in on WWRL, 1600 on the AM dial, back in 1982, uh, Sabi, a.k.a. Alfredo Bowman, and Annette Louise Thomas, a.k.a. Amira, went to that station by recommendation of a brother, Leroy, of Harlem, New York. And we have the opportunity on Bob's Law Show to share with our community and also the, uh, the um, I guess, the affiliate stations that RL used to broadcast to, a message that one day that changed the course of history. Now, what I also want to say is, Brother Bob Law is real in what he's saying, and he's true, and he's trusted, and he's sincere. And what I'm going to also suggest is tomorrow, everybody listening to this program, everybody that knows people who are associated with this up-and-coming event, should all send five to ten people to Bob Law's store in Brooklyn to patronize the brother, okay? Because we we as a people, it's springtime, and what I do know for a fact is that we're all a majority of the conscious people, of which I understand my sons have Facebook pages, of which Red Pill and Blue Pill in arch degree, amongst the three of them, have about 5,000 followers. Mm-hmm. So if both 5,000-plus followers go to Bob Law's store tomorrow, or if they're not in New York City, call the store and place the order for just one product that may just cost $5. Mm-hmm. We're going to show that we appreciate before the event happens on April 6th, because we don't have to wait till the event happens to show that we are real about what the brother said. We can practice it immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can go to drsavy.com. We can patronize him. We can go to thefigtree.com. We can patronize Sister Ma'a. And we can go to greenleaf-herbs.com, and we can patronize me if mm-hmm. we're serious. That's right. Now, I'm going to say this. I'm a new resident of Los Angeles, California. I live here now. I've been here for one month and three days. Today I was downtown L.A., and when I tell you that the Mexicans and the Koreans are doing commerce, I'm going to do a film because I can't even tell you in English grammar the amount of businesses that are downtown L.A., just downtown L.A., and the strip malls that they have in these lobbies of office buildings, that they have converted these office buildings into strip malls where there are about 100 concessions 
in each one of these buildings, and they're all majority Mexican merchants selling commerce, selling product. Some of them, it's probably about 20 of them selling the same stuff. Wow. Okay? So what I know is that everybody is doing their thing as people, and they're loving it, and everybody's getting along. Nobody's in competition. They're just doing commerce. And I happen to know it's a fact because I'm 57 years old that when I was a little girl, that's what was going on in the black community. It was phasing out, but it was going on. Because there's no way there could be the history of a black Wall Street in Oklahoma if that wasn't happening back then in the 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. But something has happened. And I'm going to tell you, the number one thing that Bob Law said, along with the other brother, is the bottom line dis-ease is inappropriate behavior amongst people who look like us. Inappropriate behavior is the seed of deceit here. That's what's going on. Now, Bob Law and Brother Leroy Bella hadn't did what they did in the, sixth, in, the, in, the, in the early 80s by bringing Brother Sadie on and myself to announce to the world what we did about nutrition and our people and disease. There are a lot of things wouldn't have happened that happened for the best. This brother polite that's going to be on the program on April 6th, I understand he had diabetes, but now he doesn't have it anymore. And the reason why he doesn't have it anymore, because it goes all the way back to Bob Law's show years ago when Blue Pill and Red Pill were playing with toys. They were at home playing with uh, one of those things that you change into shape. They, 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 made, they made movies about them. Transformers? <laughs> yes, they was playing with Transformers. And, 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 and King Simon was living in his mother's house eating his mother's food. So this is how long all of us have been doing this thing. So we can do business, okay? We can do all aspects of the business because Sadie, Ma'a, and I did it. And we're still doing it. We bought the raw material, we made the formulas, we got a distribution center, and we sold it to everybody. We didn't ask anybody in any ethnic group to help us do what we did. We completely targeted our people as the market and the demographics. But it didn't mean that other ethnicities couldn't benefit from it, and they didn't come, and it didn't work for them. But we did a, we did a, we did a, we, we only tapped into a legacy and a tradition and a heritage that Sadie still had memory of, I still had memory of, and my aunt. And that was that we ate and we lived a lifestyle that prevented disease. And in the event that anybody did get a temporary imbalance, we knew what to give them from the plant kingdom or from water or air or, or a combination of those things to get the person back straight again, to get their homo, homostasis back again. And that's all we brought back to the people because our people were off on a little, like, uh, 
like off their off their their right godly path because of some TV that had happened, some shows like Doctor Kildare, Ben Casey, all those soap operas, and they were all into the man with the white coat, the doctor. And everybody was fantasizing and romanticizing about the doctor and wanting to go to a hospital and have a doctor diagnose them and make them feel better. But that was a mass brainwashing because most of our grandmothers were not born in a hospital, never stepped foot in a hospital when they were children because you couldn't go into a hospital. The hospital was never built for us in the first place. So all I'm saying is this, the bottom line, like the brother said, is inappropriate behavior. On so many levels, we are experts at practicing inappropriate behavior, first to ourselves, because you only, you, the only way you can do it to somebody else is, that, is if you're doing it to yourself first. And then you, 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 you infect everybody else around you with that. And that's what has to change amongst us, this inappropriate behavior first to ourselves and then to other people. Because when we correct it in ourselves, we will automatically correct in how we treat other people. Because if we don't do it to ourselves, how can we do it to somebody else? You do what you do first to yourself. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, you do it first to yourself. Like people, I remember elder telling me, you don't want to hate nobody, baby. Right on 125th Street, I used to go to those elders and talk to them. They said, sweetheart, oh, I know the thing wasn't right that, that happened, but you don't want to hate them, baby. You know why? Because hate causes a, a, a pool of chemicals to be created and released in your body and in your bloodstream, baby. So that hate affects you first. It hurts you first. So you don't ever want to hate nobody. You want to just work through whatever the situation is and then eventually forgive and let the thing go and go on with your life. So I'm saying all of this to say this. We can all practice what was being preached tonight because action speaks louder than words. Tuesday night I was on the program, and I mentioned to everybody that this is the season of spring. And everybody, a lot of these conscious folks in our community and in our family are into spring cleaning and purification and rejuvenation, and we were particularly talking about the liver the other night. And I said, I said, Greenleaf Herbal Solutions is offering a special and I said, what's going to happen is we're going to offer a blood compound that normally would cost $50. We're going to reduce that thing down, actually down to $23. Now, had, had an Asian got on the program, an acupuncturist got on the program, an Indian practicing Ayurvedic medicine, let's say Deepak Chopra, Okay, let's say he got on the program. Let's say Dr. Oz offered the same thing on the TV station. Do you know how inundated they would have been with phone calls? But Dr. Sabi, Ma Bowman, and Annette Thomas, we put our life on the line in the 80s, almost went to jail, almost went to jail 
because Robert Abrams, the attorney general, came after us because we were telling people, this is how you're really supposed to eat. This is how you're really supposed to heal disease. And that all disease is curable. We almost went to jail for doing that. So all I'm saying is this. Everybody should show up on April 6th, and they should bring 10 people. Because if Jay-Z and Beyonce were coming to town, and they were going to be at the National Black Theater, and it was going to be $30, guess they couldn't even get the people in there. Right. And I'm going to end with this. Bob Law is right about some of these people, whether they be young people or middle-aged people or even old people. They all say stupid things, and and even worse than that, they do stupid things because action speaks louder than words. Some people, you can't tell them anything because they know everything. And another bad practice amongst our people is that our people need to stop being thieves. We need to stop this stealing of wanting one another's product and intellectual property. And, and the audience knows what I'm talking about. And the blatant disrespect that males have for females, but they perpetrate that they're conscious and they are about females. But when you do the research, females get treated in a lower way than the males, the same way that this corporate structure is situated. And you find out that men and women do the same job, but the men get paid more than the women get paid. The same thing is happening in our community, too. So all I'm saying is that this inappropriate behavior that we are so, so uh, degenerated by and we are constantly infecting one another with, that, sh- that needs to stop. And maybe it's a parasite that's doing it. I'm going to put it on the parasite. Oh. I'm going to put it on the parasite. Because I tell people, if you've got a TV, which I know the majority of the people do have a TV, because most people will rather pay the cable company than to buy some oxyhemo to clean their blood and, 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 and to get the worms and the parasites out. They'd rather keep that cable bill going than to do that. And I know that to be a fact. And I have had a show on, on, on Red Pill and Blue Pill's program a year, probably two years ago, where I talked about parasites. And I tried to tell the people that a lot of this inappropriate behavior has to do with the fact that people are infested with parasites, and they are infecting one another. And the thing is so, so epidemic in proportion because we got, we got all these inappropriate practices going on. We got, we got brothers with five wives or five or one wife and three women on the side or whatever the left hand can possess and all this stuff. And a cesspool of parasites and fungi and mold and all kind of sexually transmitted organisms. And it is a cesspool out there. 
and nobody is concentrating on what our ancestors used to do. Every four months, every change of a season, what our grandparents would do, somebody in the family, or aunt or uncle or, or our mother or grandmother, what did they do? They purified the blood and they flushed you out. Because they know people are full of worms. Just by the very nature of the world, they knew it. And someone told me last week, Dr. Oz had a show about parasites. He had the parasites and the worms on the show where people could see them. Oh, we so I don't have any more YouTube. to say. I don't have any more to say. All I'm saying is this. I know what we can do because I know what I did with two other people, what we did. I know what we did, and I know that we can still do it. Dr. Sabi has a healing village in Honduras. That was something he didn't have in 1981 when I met him. He talked about it. Right. And because of the support of Bob Law, Mark Riley, uh, uh, the brother Leroy Baylor, these are all the black radio hosts back in the day. Mark Riley is still on, even Gary Bird. These brothers gave us a chance. And we reached the black community internationally because of these black radio personalities. Anything those brothers do, we should support them. Because people today wouldn't be who they are today. The blue pill and the red pill and the arch degree wouldn't be who they are today if it wasn't for the collaboration of Sebi Ma'a and me. So what I'm saying is that show up Support the brother and stop talking about this stuff. Stop being petty the way I hear a lot of people being petty. And with these young people who think they know everything, I mean, be quiet and listen for a change because Bob Law is right about that too. Half of these young people, you can't tell them nothing. They know everything because they think we're out of touch not realizing that all of you guys are standing on the shoulders of us. Never mind the elders who are already dead that you're pouring libations for. How about the ones that we are walking around? So all I'm saying is that you guys show up on April 6th, you know, Go learn something. Go go learn because what you're going to walk away with is going to be so, so very, very valuable. It's going to change your life. And I know it to be a fact. And I'm telling you, nobody is waiting for you people. I'm telling you, I'm looking at what's going on here in L.A. with these other ethnic groups. They are loving America. (laughs) They are loving. You can't send them back to Mexico. They ain't trying to go back to Korea. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't send them back. The Indians, the Muslims, you can't send them back. They love America. They just can't understand why you guys ain't loving it and taking full advantage of it amongst one another. So I just uh, wanted to say that because I heard Bob Law and, you know, I, I hadn't talked to him in years, but I said, boy, that brother he, you know, I really have to thank him one day. I've seen him over the years in passing, but he is so instrumental in history in more ways than we can imagine. And like I said, we should all go over there tomorrow and bless him and that sister wife of his and support that store from from this point on. That's right. And, and like I said, 
Go to drsavy.com, figtree.com, the greenleaf greenleaf-herbs.com because there's no such thing as competition. It's 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 over it's over a trillion people on this planet. Word. Okay? Word. And I forget I forget the statistics of our people in this in this country. And between all of us, Bob Law, Ma Sabi, and myself, to name others and also to name some others, there's enough of us for everybody to to do commerce with us and for all of us to prosper. So in uh that's uh all I have to say tonight and I wanna thank Red Pill and Blue Pill for your effort, your dedication. I wanna I wanna thank your father for blessing me with such wonderful spirit people that huh. you are and um just keep doing the work. Dude, I gotta do a bomb for myself. <laughs> Sasha Fierce, <laughs> Annette Thomas is our mama. That was Sasha right there. You know? 
No doubt, no doubt. Let the family know what you're going to be doing on Tuesday, KT. Oh, yeah, t- Tuesday I'm making the announcement. I know a lot of y'all probably like the announcement. What's the announcement? Well, y'all going to have to tune in uh, Saturday at midnight, which is really Sunday morning. We're going to debut the flyer for the show, and y'all going to know exactly what we're talking about. But the name of the show on Tuesday is The Announcement. And, yeah, Mama got to be there because she's definitely instrumental in the whole creation of what the announcement is going to be about. So keep, keep, uh, post, keep, keep your eyes on Facebook, you know what I'm saying, on on Red's page, on Blue page, on my page, because at midnight, the fly is going to be flooded. It's going to be everywhere, and y'all going to know exactly what we're talking about. Indeed. Indeed. No doubt. We look forward to that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Big things is happening. Big things is happening. And I'm really glad what um, Brother Polite is doing with with, uh, Brother Claude Anderson and Bob Law because he's actually, um, uh, you know, creating creating a movement that I'm going to be following. I didn't even know it was going to line up that way, but, you know, I'm going to end up doing the same thing where we start bridging the gaps, you know what I'm saying, Doing, doing shows with the elders that are present you know what I mean, and showing that, guess what, it's cool to listen to the elders, it's cool to follow up with the advice that they give, it ain't nothing wrong with that. All the books that you study, all the information that you get, all the YouTube videos and DVDs that you assimilate, and then you go and regurgitate it, you know, in your shows, those came from elders and people that did work when there were no iPads, when there was no Internet, when there was no YouTube, these people had yeah. to go in the library. They had to pull out the drawer. They had to find the six-digit number. They had to go to the fifth floor. They had to look for the book and do that process over and over again with the highlighter and the yellow pad and take notes. They had to get on the plane. They had to travel to China. They had to travel to Africa. They had to travel to South America. They had to do all this work just to do a composite just so now in our day we could pick up an iPad, download their book for free, uh, memorize the book, and then put a presentation on like we've been where they've been and did their work. So <laughs> by us doing these particular presentations with these elders and showing them that we respect them, we love them and care for them, and how can we do this correctly and the right way with all of the resources that we have available now, there's nothing better than what we can do. Uh, there's nothing better we can do than that. And we'll grow. Man, yo, Mama Pill just snapped, son. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild. I need, I need that whole minutes. sound bite. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> We got two minutes, y'all, for this 11-11 meditation. I definitely want to uh, take the energy that is amassed here tonight and let us bring it into the meditation. You know what I'm saying? Let us uh, definitely, you know, for those that have their their, their, their cellular structures very well charged, now be the perfect time to, uh, you know, bring that into the meditation. So please find yourself yeah, let, let, the, us, uh, let us med- let us meditate about the elders let's med- let us meditate about those that have come before us man let us focus right. on that and give them strength let that like be you said, right the elders that are still here they can dec- definitely benefit from our direct help support 
our interests, you know what I'm saying, or us just doing what needs to be done. All right? So for the family, please find yourself in a dark place, seated straight, feet flat to the floor, back straight, um, palms to the edge of the knee, facing upwards, index fingers touching, thumbs touching, forming a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, eyes closed, pulling air from the abdominals, Inhaling through the nose, exhaling out of the mouth. Okay, we meditate into the sounds of Omni Pabillon, which stands for. Hello. Uh, yes. Kaya's in the chat. I don't know if he's in the call queue. I don't know if you wanted to bring him more. Oh, I'm about to go into this. I'm about to go right. in. The press play. Right. So we'll be right. back shortly, family. Peace. Money, 
Yeah, what would you like to do? Call her to call us. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me go to another caller in the call queue. Caller from the 773-949. Well, before I do that, as promised, let me go to the 336 because I didn't get the brother. I didn't bring the brother in because I wasn't in the um, I wasn't in the chat room at the time. I was in the call queue ready to play the chance. So let me bring brother Coach Kaya and call her from the 336-336-587. Peace. Peace to the family. Coach, peace. Peace, peace, peace. My apologies for getting a little rowdy in the chat room. It happens sometimes. Yes, indeed. Uh, the chat can be a very uh, rowdy place at times. <laughs> I love it, though. I love everybody in the chat. I love Clifonia. I love uh, Brother Hero. I love everybody that comes out to KTL, man, that makes it what it is. You know, I love an open hey. forum like that, Aboriginal Radio. Anthony Asaru L, Brother M, Chen Kikaboo, all them guests over there, them secret agents from the CIA listening in, Corn and Tail Pro. Shouts out to y'all tonight. He knows about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you peeping. Yes, indeed, brother. My comment tonight is about a computer system. Everyone who's listening to the call, maybe online, either has a PC or a Mac. And if you got a PC, we'll just stick with that. And right now they have Windows 8 out. Are you familiar with Windows 8, uh, Blue and Red Pill? Yes, sir. No doubt. And they got Windows Blue coming out. <laughs> exactly. Now, why do you think they created Windows 8 or Windows, you know, I mean, why do you think they came out with that? I believe they're trying to compete. Or they, it was time to upgrade, right? You went yeah. uh I heard, I heard one of y'all say y'all just spent $20 and circulated $20 to get a haircut, correct? You said do what? And you got a haircut. You spent uh you circulated $20 in the community to get a haircut, correct? Got a got a fresh one indeed. Right. But you but and you felt like you were upgraded, correct? Yeah. You know, shape up, upgrade, same concept. Exactly. Beyonce got a whole song about it called Let Me Upgrade You. Some of the ladies who were single, they get with a nice guy. He put a big fat rock on their finger. She said, I got upgraded. Some brothers get with a sister. She put some champagne in his campaign. She show him some tantra. She put some nityama on him. He said, yeah. he upgrade. Would you agree or dis- disagree? I would highly agree to that. Right. And do we all, as a civilization, Desire upgrades every now and then. Yes, sir. Right. That's why they made Windows 8. Do you see anybody still using uh, Windows 2000 on a computer? Mm-hmm. Or Windows Office? When's the last time you went to the computer and logged on and you saw Windows XP or you saw DOS, a DOS mm-hmm. command up there? <laughs> now, that's kind of outdated, brother. They don't do that. And if you tried to use that computer... To move along with what's going on now, what would happen to you if, like, you know, let's just say that they were using that same system on Wall Street or in a hospital that your that your auntie may be at, you know what I'm saying? Or if they were using it on a helicopter and they were flying one of our elders, you know, to a to an emergency room or something, and they was using an old, outdated system, what may happen? 
You may die. Exactly. See, technology must continually be updated, and technology is colorless. It has different attendees to the system, but the technology itself is colorless. Right? We used to have a black Wall Street. They burned it down. We don't have it anymore, but we still have black billionaires. Oprah Winfrey doesn't have a um, a black Wall Street, but she pays a lot of people. Now, some people say, oh, she pays too many white people, she pays too many black people, but she got it, and she's using a system that is duplicatable. And, my, <laughs> and the point I want to make is find a system that is duplicatable and use it. Because in, in our community, which is the broke community, to me it's only two communities. I'm like me and A.A. Rashi is a broke community who got who ain't got no money, and then it's a community who got some money. We we know too much to keep on being in the broke community because we want to hold on to a system that don't work. You go into the NBA with some Chuck Taylors on right now and watch what happened, trying to hold Kevin Durant. You're going to get you. You're gonna get shook down. You understand? You try using, you try using some of them, and and the Creator blessed us with creativity. It's a brother over in Africa, a solar powered lamp out of trash and nothingness. That's creativity. It wasn't, a, and he's not claiming no particular system where he got it from, but he's creating a new system. Now he based it off of scientific methodology. So if I read Amos Wilson and I read the Asar set and then I write a book called Illuminati Money, Conscious Commerce, Get You Some, it's the same thing because it's an extension and it's a new system. But all systems must be weighed out in their relevancy. Now, the system I like to talk about is the law of attraction. Whining and complaining gets you more whining and complaining. I try to stay upbeat. I try to stay upbeat because the whining and complaining keeps you more in poverty. Yeah. As we as we celebrate one another, as we celebrate one another, we celebrate Brother Claude, celebrate Brother King Simon, celebrate KTL, celebrate Mama Peel, then there's more celebration coming around, and then you understand the rules of money. The first rule of money is money loves happy people. So for the niggas who is unhappy and you ain't got shit, it's because your ass is Unhappy because somebody else got more than you And because y'all my Scorpio twins I have to give you an upgrade It's not it's better than it's not, it's not it's better to give than to receive It's better to give Than not be in a position To need to receive That's the true ancient parable I would rather give Than be in a position Where I need to receive Indeed. See a lot of t- A lot of times we take shortcuts we take shortcuts on the parables when everything is in the parable. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Then they say merrily, merrily, merrily. That's three happies. We got to get happy about introducing new systems that are superior. When the system gets old, you have to discard of it. You can respect it. They got museums for it. I'm not saying be disrespectful, but these young gunners, they're always talking about Kobe is too old. You know, he's a veteran. Soon he will be. Michael Jordan can't come back. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar can't come back. He's respected. He put the legend down, but the game continues to change, just like circulating money 
and getting powerful economics. Even redefining words. When we used to hear the word hustle, we used to think of something illegal. Some people say, oh, you got to get your hustle on. One thing Brother Claude Anderson said, we're the only community that trains our children to grow up and go get a job for Mr. Whitey. We don't never train our children to go own a business. Earlier the sister was saying that we own hair care products and that Target is taking notice. Well, you can only do what you in the power to do. You can't own a Target right now, but if you systematically go gorilla style, and now we got 50 people selling the Target and Target pushing their brand, it's about brand exposure. I think the number one educational program we should be watching on TV right now is Shark Tank. Getting, your hustle is a entrepreneurial who's about his success no matter what and ownership. I totally agree with Dr. Anderson on that. But as I was the brother that Brother Bob Law was talking to before he got on the phone, there was no confrontational. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't just keep using the I'm older than you, listen to what I said because I'm older than you philosophy. Where's your system at? I was just telling the system right here. The, the system that was used in the 60s, that, that same old threatening us because, yo, well, I was all, you know, I, uh, they, sh they, they put fire hoses on us. I went to jail for you. Don't threaten me like the Christian preacher that you upset with. Let me, if, if I thought of something new and creative and I'm getting bread, then let me get the bread. Because the black family became disunified by itself. Didn't nobody break us up because ain't nobody trying to keep us apart but ourselves. And people say we need black dollars. We need our own money. We got our own money. We need to know what to do with the money when we got it. Are we circulating the money with somebody else? Do we have our jar system? Or do we have a susu pot? You know what I'm saying? Uh, or are we busy hating on one another? That's what I we do don't know what to do. That's what we don't know what to do with money. We don't know how to love with money. I want to add on real quick to what you're saying, brother, to your statement. I just want to uh, just uh, spin off a few facts to the family about uh, the way that the black dollar circulates versus the way that the uh, dollar circulates in other communities, all right? So the brother Claude Anderson said in one of his videos that because, you know, we don't have any communities, what we have is neighborhoods. Stop calling a conscious community, family. It's a good idea. It's a good concept, but it's not true. You know what I mean? That's why so many people are disgruntled committing suicide on Facebook because they think they're in a community and they're not. It's a network. You know what I mean? That, that's the most that it can be. And he said without communities, you don't have any customer base. And for money to even work for any community, it must at least have to bounce eight to 12 times before it leaves. That means bounce from pocket to pocket. So Caucasian, European, what we call white money, bounces eight to 10 times, okay? No, eight to 12 times through, their, through different pockets before it leaves their community. Hispanic, Latin money bounces six to seven times. Asian, okay, their money bounces 13 to 14 times. Jewish, Hasidic, okay, Sephardic, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to say, Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black money bounces no times, none, zero, zilch. Ninety-six percent of your 
money, 96% of your gross domestic, uh, you know, your spending, your, your net worth, the money, the gross, you know, the money that we have, our spending money, those trillions of dollars, 96% of it is spent in the white suburban areas, and 2 and 3% of it is spent in other ethnic, uh, with other ethnic vendors and um, businesses and things of that nature. 0% is, I think, 0001% may be spent with people that look like me and you, family. So there's a problem. One of the main problems that we have to, you know, be, since I, since I, this, you know, since this is a new generation and we got this shit figured out, we gonna do, we gonna make it, like Jada told us, we gonna make it, we gonna make it. Well, if we gonna make it, we gotta start making it between us, between the two of us. You know what I mean? Like our dollars have to bounce from from pocket to pocket, and it just can't be to the weed man. Damn it. <laughs> or Molly Ringwald, like it just can't bounce to the to whatever drug that you want or whatever, or or you know what I mean? It can't bounce to those pockets because that's the only brother that you know is 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 that dude in the hood that's relied upon. It's the ice cream I bounce, man. I'm bouncing yeah. off the DVD man, no pill. What about the DVD man? I'm bouncing off of him. Oh, yeah, that's going to Senegal, bro. Yeah, he comes after the dope man. He's going to Senegal. You know what I'm saying? No. But I, I, I didn't mean to cut you, Coach. I know I know you was finishing what you were saying. I'm gonna give out the um I'm gonna give out the networking rule. And I'm gonna bring out I'm gonna bring out my G. I'm gonna bring out networking one oh one for people tonight 'cause I'm like, hey Rashid, when you finish listening to me, I want you to have something you can go use tomorrow or tonight. Net networking is not going somewhere passing out your business card, talking about call me. Networking is go somewhere and say, red pill, blue pill, what do you do and how can I help you? Because then red pill and blue pill says, coach, what you do, what you got, how can I help you? And then you start, that energy starts to bounce back and forth. I don't even want feeling them, of course I want feeling them to circulate some money with me and notice how I don't use the word spend anymore. Y'all want to start something right now? Quit using the fucking word spend. Put it out of your fucking vocabulary. Money loves to circulate. Black people don't have shit because they don't know how money works. You can call it economics or whatever you want to call it. Money loves to circulate because it's electricity. You don't believe me? Hold your breath for six minutes. Hold your breath for six minutes. Put a tie belt around your arm and pull it real, real tight for like 20 minutes. And see how you, see, because energy loves to circulate, period. Now, right. once you start circulating that in the community, Kafunye, I want to help you. World Ruler, I want to help you. XYZ, I want to help you. King Simon, what you got? Let me help you. Next, next thing you know, the universe got to say, Yo, that, he's a helper, so I'm gonna get him. More, I'm gonna get him some helpers. But if you're a hater, you get more haters. Period. Now, second point. Second point. This is for all of my super, super, super militant black dollars. Okay, listen to what I'm saying first before you try to shoot me. Make your own product. Sell to everybody else. That's the only place I defer from Bob Law and. Um, 
and 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 Claude Anderson. Fuck that! I'm only sell to black people. You crazy? I want the Asians buying my shit up. And if it's enough for everybody, you all can have the damn hair market. Take it, then. I, I, you can't get back into the hair market. It's like it's like me trying to get back in the game and take over the coke business. Forget about it. Them niggas ain't let me back in. The police ain't let me back in for one. It's not happening. I'm I'm outdated. They can have that system. The cast is on the block now. We've always been creative. Don't whine and complain about something that you lost. You lost a game. Get up and how do you, how do you react to old Dwayne Wade commercial? <clears throat> Make your own product and sell. Spend with our own people and sell to everyone else. That's what the Jews do. Because so look. The Jews, everybody number that you gave out uh, pills, it goes up because the Jews bounce it around 18 times in their neighborhood, and then here come the black dollar bouncing around six more times. So now their dollars is bouncing around 24 times. We over at the Asian store bouncing my money in there with their money. So they're bouncing their money around 15 times plus my four, now they're bouncing their money 19 times. So we increase everybody else's bounce. Because we don't believe in ourselves. We always, listen, for, for for 90 days, quit selling to black people and sell to everybody else. You, you, you're not a more. You ain't a more because more sold to everybody else. They surely they, did. They, they sold to everybody else, and they, they was with arms. Yeah, I, I said it on the show last week that, you know, I, I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to get on a plane with a, with a consortium. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be with some serious people who got some serious bread. But I'm ready to take that trip to Asia. We could go to India. Wherever, wherever them factories are at, that's where we need to be at. We need to have some delegates that we need to just leave some people there. You know what I mean? Like, everybody don't have to be over here. We need to just leave some people there. Help them out, you know, pay the rent for a whole year, whatever spot they at, and just have daily updates, Skype with them, but let them go hard in these cities that have factories and resources for right now while we build this thing going up. Let me go in with you. Let me go in with you. I got to come in right there. Y'all write this word down. This is called colonization. He just broke down to you what colonization is. The English... Say so go over to America and stay yep. your fucking ass right there, and then we're going to send some, some messages over there, and you make some babies in there. You buy land slowly and stay over there and trade with the motherfucking natives for three generations, and then we'll run shit. When I go to China, guess what I'm taking off the muscle? You know what I'm taking, pills? Guess what I'm taking with me? What's that? I'm taking a terabyte. I'm taking one terabyte full of hip-hop. And when I get to China, I'm going to buy me a CD burner and a thousand cases. That's it. Because yeah. that's what they want. I'm taking yeah. all this hip-hop. I ain't go- Look, I'm not going on 125th. I'm not going to Ghana. I'm not going to Nigeria. I'm going to China. They're going to pay for my ticket to Russia. I'm going to leave Russia, and then I'm going to go over there and hit Jay Electronica in the head. This nigga going to sign with Roundtable Records. You hear what I'm saying? He's yeah. a rock. Yeah, and he fucking with a Rothschild, and you can't find two pictures of them on the internet. 
Now, I'm also explaining money to people so, so, so they'll know what money is. You got well-off, which is okay. Then you got rich, which is more than well-off. Then you got wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Like Donald Trump is like in the wealthy category. You know what I'm saying? Don King is rich. Michael Jordan is rich. Tiger Woods is rich. But Donald Trump, these cats, uh, 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 Bill Gates, um, that dude got, he's wealthy. But then you got something, another category past that called the unspeakable. It's that Rothschild money, that Queen of England money. What did mm-hmm. what did uh, uh, um, the brother come on and say? He said the Queen of England make $360 million a day on her money in interest. Mm-hmm. That's that super monopoly money. So don't talk about money. At least get to the first stage. Now, T. Harv Echo wrote a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. He has a free millionaire mind intensive all going all around the country. Just type in millionaire mind intensive and go there for free. It's easy. It's education. You're always talking about somebody complaining that $30 was too much. That's what I tell them. All information costs. Good information pays for itself. If you think mm-hmm. education is expensive, you think education is expensive. Try ignorance. That's the old school one. You don't, don't pay thirty dollars then. Stay home with your hold thirty on, and on, see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know you gotta kill. If you say education is expensive, try, try quantifying ignorance. That shit costs more than anything. It's going to cost you your life. Hold that. <laughs> hold that. If I tell them, hold that. That's a T-shirt. Hold that. Hold on. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Now, if I'm buying from you and I'm selling to everybody else, I'm torturing the game. I don't there even want go. no more county T-shirts. I want you to sell me some plain T-shirts. I want you to send me some plain t- I want you to go to damn China and give me some That's plain cool. shirts. You, you giving yeah. up the game. You going to have some left for next Friday, bro? Oh, I ain't even touched nothing. I haven't even touched I'm just playing around. I'm just I'm just out here bringing the ball really, down court. That's what I'm talking about, right? When I go to the wholesale district, I do business with the Pakistanis. You know, some of my brothers from um, Bangladesh. You know, parts of India, they know about your boy. You got the Asians. Yeah, you got the Asians. I mean, like, these dudes have rented out warehouses and, 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 and you know, factories out there in the, in the wholesale district. I'm talking about humongous rooms with boxes that, that touch the ceiling 20 feet high with nothing but blank shirts and stuff like you, you imagine what I would be able to do in a room like that? And I'm looking at I'm looking at the prices that they give us wholesale, and I'm like, B, if y'all are selling me these shirts for this price, you getting it for next to nothing. So I need to go where you getting it from. Like I I, I need to holler at the plug. You the man next to the man next to the man next to the man. You feel me? I need to go where it's being produced. So what I'm saying. Especially all my my studious family, the family that been studying for a while long. You are very intellectual. You understand the history of certain countries. You understand the policies. All you you just nice with your paperwork. Like we don't need you fighting parking tickets no more. Give up that fight. Like let that go. You feel me? We gonna get we gonna get on. You know what I'm saying? We got we got some other people that can handle that. We need you, family. 
to go with us overseas to start setting up these business accounts, these credit lines, and things like that, so we could begin to take over from over there. And I'm not, so I'm not talking about it in a, in a, you know, in a threatening way. I'm talking about it in a way that money talking BS walks. Like the European is over there doing that. He has no qualms about it. He ain't shook. You know what I mean? So we need to go over to Pakistan. Going to India. So we have. We, so I don't know if we realize that we are intellectual properties. Everywhere that we go, you open up your mouth, there's money. You know what I mean? Like, you'll be all right. Believe you me, you're going to be treated well. You're going to be, you're going to be, you know, you're not a knuckle dragger. You don't move on certain frequencies. And those people, like I said before, it's not about A, about nothing else but the frequency. They People that are vibrating on that frequency, they know what it is. You don't have to explain yourself. Believe me. Believe you me when I tell you. And there's people of all colors, shapes, sizes, creeds, and whatever. Don't get caught up. You know what I mean? Sometimes I get caught up on that, on that played out stuff. But that's really what we should be doing at this point. It, it really, and, and, and like, like Brother Bob Lawton was saying, group economics. I applaud you for what you're doing online, brother. I see that you have utilized the numbers game. I went ahead and created your group, Illuminati Money, now on Facebook, and you're taking advantage of the fact that you have people that are willing to make moves, put their money where their mouth is, and you have people saving up money. They have their job, their money jobs. They're doing money rituals. they out there investing in those uh, in those those businesses with the Mooney Twins. Yeah, like as yeah. of networking, you know, they yeah. they me? And family that's listening to the call right now, like one of my yeah. lofty dreams and loftiest ideas and goals is to take advantage of the fact that every Tuesday and Friday we have hundreds of people showing up. And for some shows that are very popular, there have been thousands of people that showed up in one given night, at one given time. So the foundation of group economics have been showing up for over four years on every Tuesday and Friday. And I'm not I'm I'm talking about this show, but imagine other shows like Miss Blue, Nikki Love other shows that have big numbers and followers and things like that, there are your group economics right there, man. Like, so we need to we need to get to the point where we begin to develop a sense of trust, develop a certain amount of plans towards each other, and get this thing going. Because let's just say tonight we had 500 people that showed up. Everybody put $5 into a pot or into an account. You know what I'm saying? That's $2,500 right there. And then let's not talk about the people who gave more, who would be willing to give more. Yeah. And you're at least your starting. own treasurers. They could yeah, be from still, amongst the family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so it shouldn't be an issue with trust. Like, I don't want them niggas to come out with the new Air Force Easy's on me. Yeah, like, family. Where am I going? <laughs> Where am I going? Uh, like, I can't even, you know, I keep telling you I can't even shout that at, 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 at Kroger's anymore. It's not even safe for Kroger's. Dude, the sack in the bread is like, what, dude? Is that you? Like, I'm just saying, <laughs> these are, this is, instead of, you know, we're going to do an event in four months and everybody's going to show up and, you know, we're going to we're gonna come out in our freshest Easter clothes. It's going to be, you know, uh, a bespoke suit. No, that's whack. 
we are around right now. Everybody is here. We're in the building. We know the situation that we are going through as a people, and we know that there are products and services in an abundance in this community over the past few years. There's been a, there's been a burst of creativity that has taken place amongst our people. And this is without factories, and this is without our hands on resources and things like that. We're making it happen with our creativeness, which is the real economics. That's the real commerce right there. It's your intellectual property. This is that Web 2.0 money that we're talking about. And we live in a society now that many people have came on the show and told us it's a numbers game. If uh, if 100 of y'all play at the same time, you all are going to win. They explained that. Many times I tried to bring my people on that was doing their online marketing, and they gave so much money they couldn't even come on the show. Hello? So it's here for us. We just have to be ready to do it. And that's what I'm saying, minimal minimal kind of um, minimal uh, uh, investments, $5, $10, chump change. You, you eat and drink that. Don't go to the bar. You you that's gone. Like you can't even get a soda at the bar for ten dollars. Don't talk about you trying to get nice. You know what I'm saying? I don't know can't how many even get y'all smoking, with that. Yeah, I don't know how many y'all smoking nickels anymore. But you know, get out the time machine. They shopping heavy, so you spend money on a lot of things to get you where you got to go. All I'm saying is this: as a network that is striving to be built into a community that will be functioning. We can't, we can't, like, you got people on Facebook that just be like, you know what, you know, I'm not conscious anymore because, you know, I don't like what, they, what they're saying online, you know what I mean? They don't act nice enough. And it's like, okay, so I'll be I mean, like, all right, so pal, like, where are you going? Like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Huh? Where are you going to go? Where, where are you going to go? With the windows? Like, where are you going? This is the last stop, family. There's no more after this. Until somebody invents something else, this is it. Like there's nothing else past this. This is this is the ceiling right here. You know what I mean? So my thing is, we we have nowhere to turn at this point. We only have us. They don't took hip hop. All you got is consciousness. It's just us. It's a rap. So we not looking towards nobody to oh. help us. We not looking for some miraculous bill to get signed. Right. We need to focus our resources, even if it's the, the little bit of 5 and $10 that some of us is holding on to, you will be surprised if you involve yourself into group economics. Group economics. Okay, so you, you have, you know, shared some wonderful insight, both of you brothers. What I implore you to do is come up with a plan so by next Friday show, okay, when we have Coach Kaye in the building with the brother, Hotel, we really talking about this Illuminati money plus the university movement. We can have something to present the family um, collectively to show them what we're going to do with those figures and how those figures can matriculate into something a lot larger and how that can turn into empowerment. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes, about it. I'm in. I, man, I'm sitting on it. I'm sitting on bookcases, son. That's gonna be Friday, and I'm gonna be in New York. I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in New York Friday, Saturday. I'm gonna be there with Claude Anderson sitting front row because that's afternoon. We got something that morning. We got a workshop with Hotel that morning. Then me and Hotel coming over to see Claude, and then we're doing something Sunday at Nicholas. 
So I want everybody to go to hustleuniversity.org. Cop one book. You talking about, we're talking about circulating money tonight. Cop one book. Cop something new. You don't want to cop nothing old. Cop something on your level. Cop, keep it moving. You got some children. We got a book coming out. We're bringing to New York called Everything You Need to Know Before You Graduate. What's up with that? We got a joint called Brand Your Swag, the, t- the Hustlers' Ten Commandments. Just cop one book tonight. Spend $10. Cop a book and then come back with a question next week and say, yo, I read this book on page 42. How do I use this right here? Because I'm going to be coming from like six books next week. And Hotep is bananas. I'm not even going He's like, I'm telling you, quiet as kept. He's, hey, <laughs> people be like, oh, man, you're just saying some shit. But, yo, he like a, he like a, he said polite, man, on this money shit. He's ridiculous. He's he going after a half a million dollar contract in Texas. He getting his curriculum to be bought in a school system in Texas where it's a half a million dollar deal on the table that he can duplicate in 50 states. And don't nobody know about him. I call him Mr. Quiet is Kept. He going after a $500,000 deal, son, to get his curriculum, nine books, into the school system. And he know how to do it. What? We'll be here next Friday. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely want to say, you know, appreciate what you're both for tonight. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, let's work on something so we can have something available for the family that we can show them better than we can tell them. All right? Mm. Man, take some callers, man. Let's see what the people, some, somebody might be angry with me or somebody may want to donate some money to y'all, man. See who's on the phone. Okay, you want to stay with us? I'm going to go these lines right now. I'm rocking with it. I'm rocking with the desk. Drink some pineapple. Oh, yeah, we got a few minutes left for the live, for the, uh, you know, the computer stuff. If you want to follow us and continue with this program on the phone, please call in 347-637-2135. That is 347-637-2135. Let me go to caller from the 773-949-773. Caller, peace. 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 Peace, brother. Uh, I just want to commend you, brother, Red Blue Pill. Blue Pill. I'm uh, one of the elder brothers, too, here in Chicago with an extraordinary process of resurrecting our youth as well as some of our brothers here that I'm mentoring, too. Uh, I've been mentoring for about and coaching for about 25, 30 years, and the absolute awakening that's taking place now in our consciousness has been a vibration that came through here, through Chicago a long time ago, and all the many ciphers here. Everybody from Dr. Claude Anderson to Anderson Thompson to Antoine Kwesi to uh, Brother uh, uh, Dr. Carruthers, uh, uh, Dr. Ben Yakuman, Grandfather Clark, all of them came through a bookstore here in Chicago, which was our software called Freedom Found Books. And uh, I was one of the brothers who first had brought Freedom Found Books up in the cipher, uh, as well as some brothers, uh, myself. And we came from all different arms of consciousness, from the Nuwapians uh, with Dr. York to the Five Percenters, Brother Clarence 13X, Imam Issa, and the brothers with Asiel Ben Israel, as well as the Nation of Islam, as well as the Moors. So that extraordinary process of where I am now as a brother on the path to life makes me feel very good when they talk about how Blue Pill, Red Pill was using transformers 
as well as my children that was here was with the Voltron Force. <laughs> so oh, I found that to be I found that to be extraordinary to 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 give you brothers uh, a, a real good idea of what you're doing, beloved, and the way the Alpha to Omega has closed the revolutionary circle of what we needed to be as becoming conscious once again when we were in a conscious state. Every nation or every living organism on the planet has its night and its day. And we have brought ourselves out of that darkness to a level whereas the, the static chaos electricity that came through us being indoctrinated subliminally, subconsciously, by those who are in power that we're so disconnected that we don't even have an awareness of where we were going so we could see the results of that in our community. The chaos, damage, and destruction that came from those who were brought here to be on the planet as rulers to bring mischief and bloodshed. So it's a way for us to have a divine cleansing as well as a purification to get our minds to where they are at now in elevation to be accelerated. So we see brothers like you, too. We see brothers like Pelé. We see brothers like uh, Brother Yeshua, who's here. We see brothers like the epitome of the triangle that's here. So when you talk about the heartland being Chicago, the Mideast, and, of course, the heart vibrates 5,000 times more than the vibration of the mind. Just an electromagnetic activity between the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere being connected by the neural pathways so that we're now getting to the point where we're going to be using our own minds. It's actually coming into its elevation right now, whereas when our twin sun rises, probably either next year or maybe, maybe a year and a half, there will be another sun. That's going to manifest east, and then the other one's going to move toward a more east-southeast uh, uh, direction from the alignment that's taking place now. So to hear you, brothers, to hear Brother Polite and the 70 books that actually came out to cipher his own mind, because his third eye is huge. I mean, it, it, you know, he probably doesn't even have any eyelashes on his third eye, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but to hear you, brothers, to understand that you... Uh, have wisdom in uh, us now reconnecting and unifying as a collective. Like Sister said, we're going to have to start using our economic strengths amongst our own. We're going to have to start being very stealth with this wisdom that we're coming into. Everyone did it from these. If, if you're familiar with the Jews and, and Anne Franks and how they were under a building and they wrote all the things on ledgers and journals on what they went through, as well as the Scottish and the Slavs, because we were not slaves. See, slavery came from the Slavs. The Slavic people were called slaves long before us, way before us. You know, so our people need to have a wisdom and understanding that their own quest for identity that's been taking place for these 400 years was to purify and cleanse us to a hyper-thought process, an elevated thought process, as well as an accelerated mind that we have right now. The children don't even have any patience to sit with some adults. In about two minutes, they can tell whether they understand that the children can be crystal, indigo, or starseed. See? We don't even have an awareness where our children are and what they are projecting at vibrational resonance right now. And those are the things that we're coming back into a wisdom of because we taught everybody on the planet those dynamics and those stimuli that have been affecting us. See? Indeed. And I, I, I just wanted to share with you that there are us here. We're to be here shortly, too, but I think around April 
29th, somewhere in there. But I can't wait to embrace my young brother. I can't wait to let him know that there are those of us who are in the cipher who are masters of the universe ourselves. And we have always been on point in teaching and showing and directing, assisting and supporting those who have always come into a conscious wisdom of their own autonomy. And we've had to do it, brothers, kind of behind the scenes. But now we're stepping out of that. We're stepping from behind the curtain as ours. See? So I knew how to follow those yellow brick roads. See? I knew who the strong man was. I knew who the tin man was, the tax ID number. See? I knew that they wanted all my assets in total. That's why they were after the dog. See? Uh-huh. So if I'm off to be the wizard and he want to play me on the poppy move, then he's going to have me doing heroin, opium, and morphine. That's why they fell into the poppy fields before they got to government. See, where the witch was. And the reason why she died was because water is wisdom and knowledge. So when they poured water on her, she was out of here. That's what we got to do. We got to pour water on those who are impeding our movement and impeding us from absolutely evolving into the masters of the universe that we are. See, you brothers was young. It wasn't just Voltron, the defender of the universe. See, it wasn't just the Transformers, because that's what we did when the portal overlapped at 12-12-12. See, and now here it is. All of you are getting an understanding that your vibration, your resonance, is power and its integrity, and the hurts that it's building on to enhance and optimize our spirits and our soul is something we have always been divinely connected to as the direct descendants of God because we're genetically coded for this right now. See? See? So time out for all the arguments. You know what I mean? It's time out for all the arguments. I embrace you, brothers. I love you, brothers. My home is open to any of you when you're in Chicago. And believe me, as a, a, a descendant of God, all of us, we have never been disconnected. We just haven't never had the idea of that the universal mind, all of us, what comes from polite mind and books is in all of us. What came from Dr. York? What came from Malcolm X? What comes from Ivan Van Sedema? What comes from Dr. Ben Yakima? See? All this has always been ours in our own mind, but the internal world has been something that we have been subjugating because we think that all these visual images and audio, video, print media, as well as the social sciences that we've been taught by our enemy are dynamics that we use to enrich life. And that's not the case. That's why the Jews want to be Jews, the Asians want to be Asians, the Koreans want to be Koreans, the Arabs want to be Arabs, the Hispanics want to be Hispanics. See? Knowledge of self has always been the key. We taught all of them. See? Our people is mathematics. See? Our people is calculus. Our people is vector. Our people is... Uh, linear equations, our people is quadratic formulas, our people is metabolic ideology, our people is the electromagnetism that Dr. Blair talks about, our people are the same people that Ivan Van Sertima said, they saw them big old heads with the cakey twist on the beach before, before they even got here, we were already here. So this is what our children need in academia and scholarship, the knowledge of themselves. Their self-esteem is always kicked up when I share their identification of who they are with these children. See, three-year-olds reading at a first and second grade level, speaking two to three languages of our all. 
We speak a foreign language every day. We're not from England. Period. Hmm. See? Hold on. And what is that energy of power? We have to watch children to inflationate themselves with this language. See, it's all coded. It's all coded. And once that coded is embedded within them, they act out Eurocentrically or act out as those who have the Iceman in heaven, you know, and so never behave Because we think that we think that's normal. And thanks for having the elders on, brother. There's nothing like divine counsel from those who have already blazed a path for us, which is illuminated. See? And that's what we've all needed. We have to stay intergenerationally connected, unified yep. as a collective, as we can move. I totally agree. You know? And thanks so much for sharing with me, because I've grown from listening to you. Thank you, brother. No, I appreciate brother. that. We ask that you please stay in contact. You know what I'm saying? We definitely need your collective guidance as well as our elder and our mentor. So there's no problem. And to be honest with you, my wife has kept her foot in my behind and was on me to make sure I call. She's been jumping up and down since we've been listening to you guys for the last hour. You need to call. You need to come. So you're absolutely right, brother. There's no way I'll be disconnected. I'm your brother. And my foundation is Forever Together Brothers Foundation, home of the Mind Warriors, and all the professors in my group, we all call ourselves the masterminds, masters of the universe. And the children are looking for us. Period. They are looking for us. Yes, they are. I will stay connected. I will stay connected. I promise you. Brother, uh, uh, Red and Blue Pill, I've been listening to you guys for a long time, as well as posting some time. I'm on, a, I'm, on, I'm on the site. I post a lot to this. Brother Sadat Yaqri Muhammad L. Okay. Okay. Indeed. I'll make sure, I love it. I promise. You know, and uh, uh, I'll have an open forum soon, because I already opened my third IT editor up. I'll give you an idea on what I mean to uh, by sending you a kite or a bat signal to your uh, email. Okay. Appreciate yes, you, Peace brother. Peace and love. Peace and love, beloved. Listens to you and your wife as well, and the entire family. Shout out to the Shot Town. We will be back up, back out there very soon. I can't wait. Once I see that you guys are heading my way, I promise you, I'll make sure you know we connect. And like I said, you are absolutely welcome, my home brother. Don't be keep paying these Europeans all this money for these hotels and stuff. We got movement. We have our own cars and stuff. Oh, I'm yeah, sure you yeah, do it. Uh, yeah. When we get to the shower, we, we, we always with family. I've never stayed a day in a hotel room in the Chi-Town. The Chi-Town will not do that to us. So Absolutely. Yeah. We're opening right up, family. I promise you got some place to stay. You know, I I have um, a decent house, you know, and, and, and you're welcome, I promise. Absolutely. And my wife is a great cook. Okay. No doubt. We're going to take you up on that now. <laughs> Now, the problem, I'd be glad to see y'all because I want to stay elevated and in ascension. And the way that we absolutely keep those effective vibrations or that, that, that reverberation as well as the resonance in us, then we have to deal with energy in like form, see? So it will be, be my absolute pleasure to any of you brothers, you know. And I have a library with some books that no one has. Okay. Okay. We gotta bring Rashid over for that. Yeah. yeah. 
Larry. I have some absolute hope that no one else has. That's between us, though. <laughs> anyway, yes, sir. Be glad to. It is my absolute pleasure. Give thanks. Peace, bro. Peace. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We still have some hands up in the call queue. Gonna try to get to, uh, you know, everyone accordingly, as we, as 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 many people as possible, should I say? Um, Red, something happened with my with my call queue. I pulled one of the levers to the side, so I'm missing one number on the phone numbers. I can't see the very first number, so I'm gonna try oh. to call these numbers out in the call queue. As best as I can, I'm looking at the third number down. Is that at nine one seven six five seven? Hold on. on the line. Yeah, that's the nine one seven. Okay, we're gonna go to that caller. Caller from the nine one seven six five seven nine one seven six five seven. Caller, peace. No, you got me already. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. That was an earlier caller. All right. I'm in the building. Shout out to you. Okay. The sister about the hair, right? Yes, I'm rising. One rising phoenix. It was me. Okay, this one rising phoenix. Okay, dropping on them things about businesses I've never seen. You really opened my eyes up to some things. Yeah, a lot of those are my um, they're my friends or my associates. Um, I have a private group on Facebook that's business related, and then some of them are actual friends of mine. So. Can you send me an invite? Uh, my name is Paul um, Marlin on Facebook. What, what is it now? On Facebook, my, my what, name is Paul Moreland, M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D. Paul, more, like more? Yeah, M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D. All right, let me try and find you now because let me try and go on Facebook and find you now in case it's an yeah. issue before we hang up, okay? Hold on a second yeah. I'm going to try and friend you first, and then I'll try and invite you. Now, a person named Janier Bailey is going to try and invite you, and that would be me. Okay. I'm at my limit, but if you shoot me a message, you know, I'll, I'll keep you on my short list. I'll go and kick okay. some unruly uh, people off tonight bring you in. Why is it saying Belfast United Kingdom? The... <laughs> <laughs> you said Paul, right? Yeah. All dot in my in my in the Facebook URL thing is is p a u l dot m o r e l a n d. You know because what the sister has shown me is that we need some sort of directory family for you know people with businesses. Uh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Okay. Let me message you now. And it doesn't have a picture. Is that correct? Like for an outside person that might see it? Nah, it should be a picture I have a on call there. More than, but um, the one I pulled up, it's no picture. You want me to um? I think I'm friends with the KCO radio page. Okay. Yeah, you could you could drop me a link there then. Let me do. All right. Okay. Hold on a second. To the West Coast family, in the meantime, while she's looking that up, I want to make mention that uh, Booker T, okay, Booker T will be in the building tomorrow. All right? He will be at the Carrasco Center, I believe. 
shout out to Sabia and his production company. Uh, they'll be bringing the brother in tomorrow. All right, or later, you know, y'all on the uh, East Coast time. So that is Saturday for the family that I'm making reference to. All right, the brother will be in the building Saturday at the Karat Center. He's going to be somewhere else on Sunday. Um, I don't have information in front of me. I'm trying to look for it while I'm speaking to y'all. Okay, I just just left a message on your wall. Okay. So if you need to inbox me, you can. Yeah, because maybe you can send me your personal link and then I can invite you somehow. Because from my understanding, when you do the groups, I don't know whether I'm wrong or not. I thought you had to do it through the person's individual page. I didn't think you could do it through group page. Yeah, Yeah, you got to do it from person to person. So, like I said, as long as I know who you are, then I'll go and get rid of some people on my list tonight, and you could, uh, you know, invite me as a friend and shoot me to the group. Okay, no problem. Yeah, we just started it earlier this week, so it's a little less than 70 people so far, but it's growing. That's manageable. That's cool. Yeah. All right, give thanks. All right, peace. I Peace. I Okay, that second caller on the um in the call queue is that a three four seven three one nine? The uh second hand up. Three four seven what? Is that three, a one, three four seven three one nine? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Three four seven. Okay, call it from the three four seven three one nine. Peace. Three four seven three one nine. Call a peace. All right. Pick somebody out of the uh, call queue because I'm having truck problems seeing all these numbers. All right. Um, let's go to a six one zero. Six one zero eight one eight. I don't know if we opened up this line already. Peace, 610818. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, how y'all doing? Peace, God. How's everything? All right, peace, man. Wow, I'm just, uh, this is uh, Moonstone Shadow Wolf, and I've just been listening. And I was talk- speaking to Norman Bond from the OIC about this very subject this afternoon. Really? <laughs> so, talk about, you know, cosmic uh, cosmic synchronicity. This is, is, is much needed. It's very much needed. You know, it's it's a trending topic in many conscious uh, circles. It's a trending topic in many of our families, you know, immediate circles in life. I'm sure that, you know, right before the show, they have, there was a plethora of brothers and sisters that had a conversation about finances, maybe with their significant other, their family member, somebody, but there right. happens... You know, it's. I'm glad that we have brothers such as Dr. Claude Anderson and Bob Law that are skillful enough to point out the actual problems. You know what I mean? Because we all know that something is wrong. We all know that there's a there's there's something going wrong. We we we're looking at people, you know, who came into this country only ten years ago, shoot past us. You know, as a as a huh. Yeah, I, I just want to um, allow me to interject. I was yeah. I coined I coined the term, and we were talking about that. You know, this uh, this afternoon, I call it uh, social economic vampirism, and it's got to wow. stop. Yes. You know, 
and I just want to uh, share with you, uh, you know, share with you a uh, a little a plot a haiku. You know, I'm a writer, um, you know, and I, I'm also an aromatherapist and a soap crafter, and I just want to see if I can get a chance, you know, to shout out my little, you know, little thing over the radio. Is that cool? Oh, of course. Do your thing. Okay. And I was just speaking to a lot of different people, you know, who went to, you know, just went to college and things of that nature, and we're just coming at that paradigm. And this talks a little bit about it. It's very short and concise and to the point. I wrote, talent is a birthright. Trades are the new currency. Applied information is the new wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's my uh, that's my stance on that. Okay. But, um, <laughs> and my uh, my name is Moonstone Shadowwell. I'm the founder of Clean Nature Bath and Body. And what my company does, we show people how they can increase their health and reduce stress through aromatherapy and skincare. Um, I have a Facebook. You can check me out on Facebook at uh, CMBBWW. And also what we do, we have co- actual cultural motifs, different things from uh, Dinkra symbols. And we combine aromatherapy, um, herbal medicine, uh, just all different types of things. It's basically, the product that I make is like a body vitamin. It's not even soap. It's it's like beyond that. You have to go there and check it out. It's, it's amazing. And I'm doing body some body. really great things exactly. with it. No doubt. Well, definitely stay in tune, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we have some very important shows coming up about business and, you know, what we need to do collectively as as a unit, you know what I'm saying, here as a family, what we can do so we can push forward everyone's situation collectively. Absolutely. You know? And you know what? All, and, all, and in closing, because I know you got other calls, I just want to make sure that, you know, that we also put out that uh, – you know, the, like while people take our money and you know uh, reinvest it into their own community, is that these businesses have uh, some sort of communal, um, you know, communal accountability to you know to the elders or to you know the young people. You know, it's a shame how they can you know get people can take six million dollars a week collectively just on hair weave. We're not talking about Chinese food and everything else, but when it comes to book bags, you know, we got. <laughs> People running the churches, Salvation Armies, firehouses, any and any and everybody goddamn else, when the people who they exchange their money from, they you know, that should be a part of their mission statement anyway. But a lot of people are not taught to think like that. Mm. It's not nothing about a handout, you know, I mean, pretty much, you know, if I'm helping, you know, to keep your water on, if I ask for like four glasses, it shouldn't be a problem. Right. You know, so yeah, I definitely want you to know, thank you for this time and everything, and you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I uh, got this locked in. I saw it on my Facebook, and I clicked on it, and I'm here. Give thanks, brother. Give thanks. Okay. Indeed. Peace. Peace. Okay, right. Go to the next caller, please. Okay. Um, we're gonna go to the four oh eight. Call it from the four zero eight seven one seven. Peace. Call it from the four zero eight. Okay. We'll get back to that caller. Uh, I think, but that just might be it there. Excuse me. Look, I said that just not, that that might be it. Think so? 
to do. Let's go to call from the three four seven nine seven two. Three four seven three four seven nine seven two caller. Hey. Greetings. 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 Salutations to all oh, my brothers and sisters uh from here and far. Yes. I just I just want to say that this show this program, this classroom that you have presented uh, tonight is phenomenal. I want to big up and respect Mama Blue Pill because she she put it Mama. in. Yes, she went in. I want to uh, give respect to Brother Bob Law and Claude Anderson and enough respect to uh, you two, my brothers, Blue Pill and Red. And I would just like to add that for me, I am not focusing on the people who really don't want to wake up. Because the misnomer is is that all of those people in the Indian community and the Chinese community and everybody else community, um, everybody's all united together. You know, I, you know, I, I really don't think so. I think what they're utilizing is the law of attraction. Like Brother Coach Kair said, if I'm vibrating on a certain frequency, I'm going to attract that unto me. And the only thing that I can say about our people is that we have not been taught that thoughts are things that thoughts are energy. And even though the Bible has been twisted up and turned upside down, it has some very powerful lessons that we can incorporate, such as, as a man thinketh, so shall he be. That's a law of attraction. What you think, so shall you be. So. Yes. The, the 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 people of color, the African community, uh, we don't have a copyright on failure. We don't have a copyright on killing one another. We we, we don't have copyrights on that. It's just what ha- what's happening is that the so-called media is bumping it up to act like that we are we're acting like savages when you look at the news quote unquote you see North Korea is ready to do battle with South Korea. Is that not uh uh Korean or on Korean crime? Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about <laughs> black on black crime is that you know come on now people. They trying to use nukes on one another. That's... Exactly. So we don't have a copyright on that. The monopoly, right? We ain't got the monopoly no, on we, that. No, we 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 don't. And I I we, want we nuking one another. Yeah, I want people to fully understand that we are co-creators. It sounds quite, uh, funny and like hocus pocus, but it is real. 
When I was in school, I am the renegade of my family because I question how come they don't teach us to have businesses instead of going to school and get a job. I always said that, you know, I want to create my own business. And when I left the quote-unquote nine-to-five, I was ostracized by my family. However, I still decided that I am going to do what my inner spirit and soul is guiding me to do. Not everybody is going to create a business. This is true. However, we do have the capacity to do this. And I want my people to know on the Nodalich, uh University that we are going to turn out uh, the National Black Theater. And we are going to have a roadblock there. And we are going to have young, I mean, across the board, because Age, get it clear, clear as day, clear as a quartz crystal, <laughs> that age is a state of mind. You could be 15 years young and 80 in a mindset. So get clear with that. It is a consciousness, you know, and, and I am just, very, very happy to be a part of something wonderful and great. I have my own business, crystalsforeverydayliving.com with the number four. I provide holistic health uh, uh, services for the mind, body, and spirit, and I utilize gifts from the earth, such as crystals, essential oils, sound frequencies, and... Um, spiritual guidance And you know I welcome anyone Or those serious minded people Who really want to tra- make transformation In their lives Because it's not just me Standing you know Before you um, Saying uh, A, B, C and D I'm on a journey with you and we learn from one another. Each one teach one. And I'm going to do what Mama Pill said. I am going, before I go to the Zodiac Lounge tomorrow, I am going to stop by Bob Law's store, and I am going to buy something from him. And his store is called Namastar, and that means I salute the divinity in you. We are a beautiful people in spite our ups and downs. We have so much to give. And remember, the Babylon system, which is a state of mind, uh, is trying their very best to keep us in slavery, uh, mental slavery. So shake off that slavish mentality up and accomplish what you will. You are creators and there are people on the planet such as myself and others who can show you how to get there. We're just boxed for you. So come on, you know, come on. I got the shirts. I got the, I got the metaphysical shirts of, of Om Shanti, Om Namah Shivaya, Lakshmi. Yes. Um, you know, come and get that from me. 
you know, don't have my crystals just sitting there. They want to go home. They want to be with you. I have the crystal singing bowls. Come on, people. These are tools for transformation. I could show you how to eat. Do you know that 80% of people in America are magnesium deficient? And, yes. and, and talk about parasites? Come on, people. The, 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 the information is here for you. Every Tuesday, I do my community dharma by giving um, chakra analysis and acupuncture along with um, Sister Makiva Judge, Dr. Makiva Judge, for $25, brothers and sisters. There's no excuse. This is our own business. We're spending dollars with each other, courtesy of Nicholas Brooklyn. And, and, and that's all I have to say. I love everybody at the sound of my voice. Check me out. Uh, I'm going to be doing crystal chakras and mantra classes coming up in April right into May. You know, come check me out because we are cloning each other. And and I don't mean that in a negative way. I want to give that information that I have that was given to me to others who are interested in transforming. We are light workers, and if we don't get it together, for real, this is real talk. All right, I'm not going to finish the sentence. You know what you have to do. I love you, red pill and blue pill. Thank you. I'm on Facebook if you want to check me out. And I love you, brothers, for what you do. Kate love you, too. Oh, yeah. University, real talk, okay? Yes, no I love you, too. Thank you, yes, and thanks. namaste. And hotel in all good, positive words. Thank you. Indeed. I'm, I'm going to call you after this, California. Okay, no problem. Indeed. Love you. Right. Love and light. Well, I got a, love and light. I got a gang of phone calls I got to make. So I'm going to have to exclude myself every show at least so I can catch everyone before they go to sleep on the East Coast time. With your East Coast selves, let me do make mention, um, 6 p.m. tomorrow, which is Saturday, okay, here in Los Angeles at the Carras Center, which is located at 7825 Southwestern Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90047, Booker T. Coleman. It will be in the building at 6 p.m. at the Craft Center. All right, so come out and see Booker T. Coleman in the building to model. All right, family? Sure. And with that, I definitely want to say thank you, Love and Light. Um, some phenomenal programs on deck next week. All right. But, again, like I said, take some time out. Um, you know, this quote-unquote Easter weekend and do some business with the family, you know. Go to somebody's yeah, site. KingsCounty.BigCartel.com Holler yeah. at us. Yeah. KTL Media. Family. KTL, KTL Media. Media. You know. 14Court.com Verbals. Ocean 14 aarashi.com uh, crystals for everyone it's a bunch of them and we're going to get a directory together you know what I'm saying and like I said we are going to put together some sort of plan I'm not going to speak about the specifics on the line but we will have something in play 
and we're going to see, you know, who's real about this. And irregardless of where they're at and what they're doing, as long as we keep the, get the ball rolling and get the pushing, you know what I'm saying, then that's what counts, first and foremost. The results will speak for themselves. All right? Yeah, sometimesfreebooks.com, honesthustle.info. You know, I know Coach Kaye got like 20 sites. Relaxation is the key. Dot com, uh, all of them sites, you know what I'm saying? Body sites show some love. Okay. Crystals for everyday living dot com. Do what's in your heart first and foremost, family. Okay. And um that's about it. See you next week. Yeah. Same back time. Same back channel. Yeah, Tuesday. Yes. Thank you. Friday. For joining us. We love you. We love you all. Okay, words can't contain the amount of love that we are emanating for you, for this program, for tonight's guests, just for the opportunity to be in a position to have such a platform and do such a service. Like I said, Dr. Claude Anderson is someone who I have always wanted to interview all of my life, all of you know the years in which I knew about this man's work. I have wanted to have the opportunity to either ask some questions or facilitate, you know, having the platform where he could disseminate the information to the family and be heard, you know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So this is one of the moments. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate. I'll celebrate by jumping on the phone and speaking to people about moving their plans forward because that's the stuff that actually excites me, you know what I'm saying, when I'm able to connect the dots and make somebody's dream a reality. So my celebration is going to be in full swing. All right. Have a light, y'all. All right. Hey. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.